welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Emily. Travis. Matt, hi. We're all here. We're here. Finally. I was late today. I'm hungover. Well, and you got a dog and with I brought you too. The dog. It's just a parade of disgraces. I brought the dog who right now is pointing her very prominent asshole at me. <laughs> she does have like a highlighted butthole. Yeah. When she barks, it, it like boop, puckers. It's really funny. Cute. <laughs> Lily. Let's th- our, our, uh, our challenge for the beginning of this episode is to not stop talking about this dog's asshole for it's the next 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're embarrassing her. Now she has oh, to sit down. Oh, she did down. just sit down. Like She just could sense that we were talking about her butthole. Hi, baby. Dogs shouldn't be bothered by that, though. Like, but their buttholes are like, they're not embarrassed about them. It's they, community they property. Them. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's community property. It's a calling card. Yeah, they sniff them. They poop out of them just wherever. Are humans the only species that has a problem with buttholes? Do you think maybe sharks? Oh, sharks! Yeah, <laughs> sharks will be like, yeah, they hate they hate, they hate having their butt their like, butthole yeah. sniffed. Like, get away from um, my fucking butthole! I don't know. Like, That's why the shark in Jaws was so mad. I feel like somebody cats? sniffed his butthole. Robert Shaw sniffed his butthole. <laughs> I went up to the butt of shark and I sniffed his butthole, and his eyes rolled away. Black away. butthole, like a doll's butthole. <laughs> like a doll's butthole. <laughs> but we delivered the so bomb. We delivered the bomb. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of this. I was like, do I engage? Let's just stop. The suspense is killing us. <laughs> okay. Guys. <laughs> Suspense is killing us. Just butthole, over, just over special the minute butthole mark. edition. Just I mean, over the minute mark there. And it, was, and it was Jaws's butthole. <laughs> Jaws's amazing. butthole. That's going to be Jaws 8. Like I keep saying. the po- Spielberg's the po- coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> New you, didn't, you didn't see West Side Story. <laughs> now he's mad. New host, same podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nothing changes. Okay. Sorry, Emily. It's okay. We can talk about buttholes, I guess. I feel you like guess? Do you really have to guess? <laughs> or we can talk about these three movies. These three oh, movies. No, we've got to vamp a little while longer. We've got to vamp. Oh, we don't need to vamp. The people don't like the vamping. When it's a forced, when it's a forced vamping. Yeah, forced vamping. It might not come off as vamp great. For, vamp as force just five. Casually talking about a dog's butthole. Hi. Vamp force Hello. five. There's a dog. We've got to. There's a dog yeah, wa- brought, wandering around, clacking around. We've I got brought, to acknowledge this. Clacking around dog. with her Cardi B nails. Yeah. What is what's Cardi B's uh, like catchphrase? Doesn't she have like a thing that she says? Kiss my grits. <laughs> it's kiss my grits. <laughs> she yeah. says kiss my. No, I thought she had grits. like a she had like a thing like a. Uh, I well, don't know. This is much better than the 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 shark butthole talk. Mm. There's a way better chance that you would be able to answer this question than Kevin. I, I know. Have to I, tell you, I almost like, feel like I. Sh- did she, I don't know if she does anymore. Is it, is it Waka Waka? <laughs> Wizzle, Wizzle, Wizzle? <laughs> I don't think it's Waka Waka, no. Uh, it's, it's, hey, it's me, Cardi. She okay. says that oh, God, every time great. she starts to rap. That's she great. says that. I love it. Hey, it's me, Cardi. Now I understand why she's such a respected musician? Yes. I don't, okay, yeah, yeah, singer, right? Singer, yeah. sure. <laughs> Right-wing pundit? Right-wing, I mean, who knows? She's, she works for the Daily Caller. I'm no, like she's good. old we lo- and out of touch. So, uh, we we uh, like her. We love her. Not knowing things. We love her. Apparently, she's been uh, washing her hair with onions. Oh, and it's, and it's supposed it was, to make it was it occur. Makes, oh, occur. Occur. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Occur. yeah like exactly. I, like um, uh, I feel like that was a while ago. Though. Well, you know, she probably still does it all the time. She didn't like just keep doing it. She had some sense of integrity about the. About no, she's the washing her hair with onions because apparently it makes it really silky and smooth. And she says she claims that it doesn't smell. Huh. I don't know about that. Onions though. smell good though. I know, but she claims that it doesn't have a scent. Oh. I think there's Anyways, a strong contingency of uh, thought, humanity that would think that 
maybe onions in someone's hair might not be like the, the most ideal thing. It, maybe it just like cancels out with your uh, hair's natural oils or something. Oh. I don't know, but that's the latest uh, news that I have heard about Cardi. So that's my Cardi update. A Cardi update of the podcast? Cardi, that's got to be a new tradition. Cardi this Corner? Is Cardi the suspense Cardi is The suspense is Cardius. <laughs> Cardiac arrest. <laughs> nice. Yes. That's going to be the, the the title of her 12th album, her upcoming 12th album. That's going to be the title of our Cardi B spinoff podcast, what? where we have three-hour episodes every two weeks about Cardi where B. Where we just yes. like speculate on random bits of yeah. stuff we learned like, about what do Cardi you think over she's, What kind of shoes do you think she's wearing today? What does Lily think about Cardi B? What's going to make us more money, the Cardi B spinoff or just if we go into the right-wing MAGA territory stuff? We do a Q podcast. Can we do both at the same time? Uh, Cardi B, Q, MAGA podcast? Yes. Can we do that? Do we have the bandwidth for that? No, Special guest, Ben Shapiro. Yes. He'll definitely fit in here, I'll tell you that much. What do you, what do you, what do you think Cardi B thinks about the secret documents taken from Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> I'm sure she's just... Really, all about that. She's probably upset about it. She is kind of. She is, is she kind MAGA? Of, no, no. I mean, she's she's probably upset that there are the the documents. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh my God, no. I don't want to slander. No, she's she's very left leaning. Good. Thanks, mm. Cardi B. Thank you for, for not your being, service. For not being MAGA. Thank Donald you for Trump your service. Trump got all the spies killed. He's got the knock list. He's got the knock list. Donald Trump has the knock list. The knocklist is in the open. He. I also heard he has the rabbit's foot. He has the rabbit's foot. <laughs> Is that, is that a Mission Impossible 3 reference? That is a Mission Impossible 3 reference. Is it 3? It is 3. I'm going to get your girlfriend. I'm going to kill her. Donald Trump's I'm going to get your girlfriend. I'm going to kill her. And then I'm going to kill her in front of you or whatever. Uh, I'm you in front of her. I'm going to get her. I'm going to hurt her. What I did to your friends, that was nothing. Get him. I'm going to fuck him. That was fun. Let's try to do Donald Trump doing Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> well, it was weird. <laughs> I can't do either one. I listened to a really good episode of Light the Fuse podcast, which is a Mission Impossible centric podcast. Whoa. With Maggie Q the other day. Ooh. Really good. She told a great story about the filming of The Lost Pilot. Oh, wow. What'd she say? When she was working on Mission Impossible 3, they were shooting The Lost Pilot, were trying to shoot The Lost Pilot, and J.J. Abrams was doing both at the same time. Mm. And he's on the phone with, like, the producers, and they're trying to do some, like, second unit stuff, and he's there in, like, China. And uh, he's on the phone with the people in Hawaii, where Maggie Q is from. And, and she's like, or he's like, they're trying to shoot this thing. They're they're having trouble shooting it because there are these dogs down the street and they won't stop barking. Oh, really? That's too bad. Where are you shooting? Oh, we're shooting at this uh, church uh, on this in this little neighborhood. Uh, what's the name of the church? This is the name of the church. Is it red? Yeah, it is a red church. Where are the dogs barking? Down the street. Those are my mom's dogs. Let me call my mom. <laughs> and she calls her mom and is like, Mom, you got to take the dogs inside. And she does. And that was the problem. That's, That's a cute. Great story. Like that. That's adorable. Yeah. Celebrities are just like us. They're just like us. They got dogs. They, they live in part. Hawaii. They got a dog. I got a dog. They have moms. I have a mom. I have a mom. <laughs> wow. Allegedly, you have a mom. Has Maggie Q changed her name in the last like a couple of years? I don't believe so. Because it's, uh, I mean, come on, right? She was in that movie, The Protégé, last year, that she's still named Maggie Q. She, in Maga that. Q. Oh, my God. Jesus. Right? Travis. Think about it. Travis. Travis. That's a Maga Q thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we're through the looking glass wait here, people. Wait a minute. Hold Maybe, on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold Maybe on. Maggie Q is actually John F. Kennedy Jr. Oh, my God. And only she can save us all. I've never seen them in the same room together. Before the storm. Yeah, that's true. You never see Maggie Q and, J- and John no, John in the don't. same room not together. You don't. Not, not one once. time. In all these years, not once. Not once. Unbelievable. You know what else is unbelievable? Oh. 
do it. The three movies we're going to yes. talk about. Hey, okay, that yes. works better. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've got a real, real dilly of a pickle of a jam for you today. Ball, uh, balls deep why, in the 90s. Why, because all three of them are good? Mm. Uh, to one degree or another, they actually are kind of good. I like them. But uh, <laughs> I, I would say that one of them is not that good. They're not like that good, but they're. I had a you grand had a old time. time watching them. Uh, anyway, this episode was suggested to us by a friend of the podcast, Will Goss, and it was his birthday yesterday. Yeah. Happy, hey, birthday, happy birthday, Will. Will. Hey, and good one. Uh, and this is a great idea, so as soon as he suggested to me, I knew we had to do it. It's three films. The Getaway from 1994. 1994, yep. starring Alec Baldwin. Starring Alec Baldwin. Uh, Fair Game from 1995, Five. starring William Billy Baldwin. Billy! <laughs> Billy! <laughs> uh... And 1996's Fled, starring Stephen Baldwin. And, and tonight's, tonight's episode is called Whichever Baldwins We Lose. Mm-hmm. I feel Pretty like I good. still won. Yeah. That's a little long for one of our titles, but I'm going to I'm gonna allow I'm gonna it in allow this it. case. There's not, not going to be a better pun than that. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it's, uh, boy, these Baldwins. Ugh. Yeah, like, okay, well, I don't want to, like... The problem with two of these movies is the Baldwin in them. Uh, well... They're all bad. I don't agree. They're all bad. Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> They're all good, and but I, I don't. I never knew. I mean, the, really... I mean, the Baldwins are all bad. I don't oh, think all the, I don't think probably. Are all bad. I don't no, think, no, 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 I don't no. think Alex's that bad. I think Here's Alex. Ba- I think Alex's bad. You guys, I never really knew anything about the Baldwins, and I still don't really know anything about the Baldwins. Must I didn't know nice. how many there were. I didn't know their names besides Alec. I I couldn't point them out to you on the street. Um, and I still am curious. I'm excited to talk about these movies because I'm curious about what makes each Baldwin unique. And I would love your input, and uh, I would love to share my thoughts as well. So I'm really excited to talk about the Baldwins. It's interesting. I think this is going to be a good one. I think I'm kind of way out of this place. There's this guy that works out of Phoenix. His name's Jack Benyon, and he's planning something very big. You contact him. Tell him I'm for sale. Just get me the hell out of here. Can you do that for me? Mr. Binion, I came here to talk about my husband. Let's just look at the situation. One, the wife is very attractive. She is a stunningly healthy young woman. I trusted you. Yeah, and I came through for you, oh, too. Yeah, repeatedly. Two, the woman's husband, a thief serving a long sentence in a Mexican hellhole. You're supposed to make a deal with him. The deal wasn't good enough. Then you should have walked away. Three, a businessman. Lots of power and influence. A fellow who can easily get the husband a pardon. Why should he? One simple reason. Money. You'd do the same for me, wouldn't you, Doc? You'd humiliate yourself for me, wouldn't you? So, 1994's The Getaway. Roger Donaldson. Directed by Roger Donaldson, who's been on this podcast more than once. Uh, He directed No Way Out. He directed White Sands. Oh, oh, I just rented I don't think White Sands. Oh, we did do White Sands. We did do White Sands. No Way Out is a, is a one of our favorites. Killing us classic. Yeah, we love yeah. it. We should show that one at the Beacon. Oh, man. Oh, I, and people fun. are really like started to... It was, it's one of those movies that, uh, coincidentally, we, we covered and then everyone started watching again uh-huh. yeah. and realizing it's like really awesome. I would love to do that at the Beacon. That that should be our next Beacon. Maybe. I, I also I want, want Emily to choose... You want to do The Crush? But yeah. The Crush is bad. 
<laughs> but it's not. It's fun. Well, and it's super we'll, campy, we'll it, and everyone loves '90s Alicia Silverstone. We'll put and it to it's, a, a vote. That's how we do it. We always put it to a vote. Yeah. Okay, we yeah. can put it to. So a that'll vote. be one of the, th- the one of the three or four candidates we select, and then everyone chooses the one that I want the least. But hey, that's democracy for you, right? Yeah, there. dumb. That's how democracy works. That's Travis democracy loses. Works. Travis loses. That's uh, how everything works. Donaldson also directed Cocktail Species and Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. This fucking you know, guy is you know how much I love Dante's Peak, mm-hmm. and I do we love about Cocktail. There are good movies in there and fully bad movies in there. He also did The Recruit. Oh, my. Well, we, which we have to do at some point. Yeah. yeah, and this guy's done a lot of, like, movies, like, memorable, not necessarily great, not necessarily bad. Yeah, he's but a sturdy journeyman guy. Movies of the time. He's like one of, the, one of my favorite movies. I'm surprised movies he never the- did a Bond. Yeah, he seems like the sort of guy. Get me Donaldson. He's just a journeyman, straight yeah. down the straight down the middle kind He'll of guy. He'll do what we say. He'll do what we say. He doesn't give a shit. Raj Donaldson. One of the he did one of the best uh, like Rogelson. Uh, like Rogel I love No Donaldson. Way Out and Cocktail is one of the most embarrassing movies you'll ever see. I, I mean, I love it. I love fun. it in its way too. And um, a great Elizabeth Shoe performance. Shoe. <laughs> a shoe in. Shoeing. Uh, we should find three shoe movies to do. If I feel we like we were. Them. You guys have done them all. We've covered all the ones that might be. I applicable. looked it up one time, and it was. We were really. We've pushed it. Already we've pushed to the boundaries, limit, unfortunately. In any case, uh, he does this, a good job on this one. This yeah. hit, hit, what, what he does with this movie is not my problem with it. So no. have you guys seen the uh, seventy-two? I have. Pack and Paw Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. It's good. I should though. It's good. This is not really that different. Yeah, of a movie. He's actually doing like homages to it in the way that he directs the action. Yeah, that's nice. And, and yeah. stuff like I that. I mean, like that. you know, that's Steve McQueen and Alan McGraw. Uh, that's the movie that Alan McGraw was shooting when she famously dumped Robert Evans. I think the fact that Alec Bummer. Baldwin and Kim Basinger were married at the time yeah. was oh, also I an didn't homage. Know that. Uh-huh. Was an homage. Oh yeah, that, to that was movie. definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, and also, this is uh, the screenplay for the original was written by Walter Hill, mm-hmm. and this is the same script. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Like there are some differences because some of it got changed when Hill was when when the original came out and Hill originally was going to direct this. And uh one the whole idea was he was going to go back to his script and make the one that the make it the way that he had written it. But uh you know, uh I think I think the original cast or something somebody dropped out anyway. It got delayed. He moved on to Geronimo and like sort of said, "You guys will do it with my blessing. Go ahead and direct it yourself." Um so that's sort of where this comes from, and uh, I remember this. I uh, seeing this in the theater and really loving it at the time. Never having seen the original or read, having having read the book at the time. I remember seeing but this movie good. a good eight times, uh, like on HBO or yeah. whichever it was. Well, there's for, a lot of there's for a lot the of reasons uh, that you yeah. would expect. Yeah, you were cranking it. So I've yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Oh, oh my in god! My house, so my, most likely just sort of uh, putting it in the bank. Um, <laughs> but uh, wait, you never do that at home. There is a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's really get into it this time. Master of your domain. <laughs> Master uh, bait of your own domain. Well, right? yes, right? that, is, that, is, that, is, that is the joke. That is the joke. Yes. Right. <laughs> ha! I'm king of my castle. Kramer. 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 John. John. It was John. John. <laughs> Second appearance. John. John today. Uh, uh, but anyways, like uh, this movie is is chock full of violence and sex and nudity mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and so I was uh, I would watch it over and over again, and I and I never liked it. There's a lot about this movie that drives me up the wall, really? but it does deliver. I'm not going to be able to give it a low grade, even though I'd like to, because I kind of hate it. But the motherfucking movie delivers the goods. I it's thought it was cool. Good. I've never seen this movie. Movie. I've never seen this movie before. And I liked it, and I think it's my favorite out of the three. Interesting. Yeah. I would, I would, I would say it's probably my favorite out of the three too. 
It's probably technically the best of the three. My favorite out of the three, I like basically ironically, even though I fully liked it. Yeah. Um, I hear you. I hear you. We'll and, get that. And this movie is like the like I said, the director does a very competent and the action is fucking awesome. Yeah, I would agree. Uh I just don't like and obviously we've talked about this before. You don't, you don't have to like a character to like the movies or anything, but I don't find them entertaining, any of the characters in this movie. Not they're, even varying, they're varying degrees. Madsen and Tilly Madsen come, and come Tilly. the closest to being like entertaining, but they're still such shitheads. We're gonna have to do a big block about them yes. later yeah. on. Um Okay, like the, so the movie is just like uh, unpleasant. Yeah, I mean, it's. So I, is, I know that's the point. So is the original, and so is the book. I'm sure it's Jim Thompson did the book, and he's very hard boiled. We'll talk about how no, neither of the movies actually does the ending of the book. Absolutely. Um, okay, so what's this movie about? Alec Baldwin plays Doc McCoy. Crime shit, man. Yeah, and what's <laughs> what's Kim Basinger's character's name? Carol. Carol McCoy. Duckett. Yeah, <laughs> and they are criminal thieves. Thief Club guys. They're partners and lovers. Yes, <laughs> and they uh, they're doing a they're doing a job to like extract a dude from an armor from a from like custody. They're gonna hey, like you better believe that Mendo- guy's name is Mendoza. Yep, Mendoza. Mendoza. Him. And um, but they they get caught basically, and and um, Kim Basinger gets away, and Michael Madsen, who plays a character named Rudy, who's on their crew. He gets away and like sort of leaves Doc in the lurch. Yeah. So the Doc gets caught. This plot starts right out of the gate, and I wouldn't say it's not convoluted, but it's busy. Like yeah. it's just one thing after another. You're like, God damn, we're just all like from the very moment the movie begins, you're like right in the midst of a fairly complex mm-hmm. conspiracy that keeps morphing into different ways. Yes. Because they kill the they deliver this guy they got out of the truck, and then they for they, a bunch of money for a bunch of money, and then they deliver him to the guy, and that guy just shoots him in the head yeah. or whatever because he was a rat. Yeah, I don't know the name of the actor too, but he's an actor who has been who has played a um, uh, Escobar type. Oh yeah, he looks kind of like Escobar, and he has played in either Escobar himself or an Escobar type in a good dozen movies. Okay. Give yeah. me the guy who looks like Escobar. The we'll, this will come up later with the hitman character in Fled, who is a fucking Simpsons cartoon <laughs> character, <laughs> <laughs> like Ah Del Monte. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like that guy is a fucking joke. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> so. Doc ends up in Mexican prison. Oh, God. The shot of Alec Baldwin. In Me- he's been there for a year, and he's got a beard. His yeah. beard and looks like the has- magnet toy. with the, You know the toy that <laughs> with the magnet beard? It looks yeah. exactly like that. Classic. I'm like, did someone just like microneedle tiny little dots onto his face? Not that? How con- is that a not real- convincing. Not convincing. No. A classic Can't magnet fool beard. Me. And he's got a mouse for a pet. Yes. So you see him with his beard and then like a mouse, and he's like, you know, you're like, <sighs> he's been in there a while. He made a mouse pet. Yeah. So you know he's That's been in there. That's how you know. Some time. When you get a friend like a mouse- but al- but also you know. like uh, speaking of Alec Baldwin's general appearance, his hair in this movie is fantastic. He looks good. He's so lustrous. He is such a hairy guy. He is. His, his chest thing. hair is absolutely insane. I there's one shot where he's like, like lit like the the sun is behind him yeah, and he's, he's like in silhouette, lit. and his his chest hair is just part of the silhouette. Yeah. And I, I think I don't like it, but I'm also impressed. <laughs> <laughs> that was, but that was like a thing. Like Alec Baldwin was famous for that. Like late night comics would be like, I don't like more chest hair than Alec Baldwin. Okay, you know, like that. It was like Alec Baldwin's got hair. more chest hair than an Oriental rug, babe. Absolutely. Damn. Well, yeah, that fam- doesn't make any sense. Those yeah. Oriental rugs don't have chest <laughs> hair. <laughs> they have any chest more Dennis hair Miller. At all. More Dennis Miller stuff. <laughs> Dennis Miller's jokes don't have to make sense. Makes uh, he's got enough chest hair. He's got so much chest hair. He makes uh, he makes 
Captain Ahab look like, uh, I don't know. Michael fucking... Moore's colander, babe. <laughs> yeah, babe. Michael Moore's <laughs> colander. That's one of my favorites. Anyhow. <laughs> we can't get into Dennis Miller again. We can't do this. Uh, he's in the jail. Uh, Kim Basinger shows up. I'm going to try to pronounce her name correctly. Basinger. I know. People Wait, are how do you say it. it right? It's Basinger. It's Basinger. Basinger. Uh, I say Basinger. I used to say Basinger. Because it started out as a joke, and then I I just couldn't stop doing it. It started out with me being dumb, I guess. (laughs) Basinger is how you say it. It's Basinger, yeah. Kim. Just call her Kim. Kimbo. More like Kim. Kimbo. Kimba. Bass? Timba. Inger? Kimbe. Kimbe the bass god. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Kimbe. Singer? Kimbe. (laughs) Kimbe. Kimbe. Singer? Uh, Carol McCoy. She, she shows up and, she, and he's like, I need you to go Gotta find Gotta get me out of here. You need to find, find Pinion. James Woods. Uh, I'm sure we can trust James Woods. <laughs> no one's <laughs> ever, no one with. has ever said that. <laughs> if there's anyone we can trust, certainly James no Woods. underage girls have ever said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Anybody? only people that have said that are people casting him in roles where no one can trust James Woods. Yeah. Anybody who's flipped in any of those Hollywood people who flipped in are, in are like MAGA and anti-cancel culture, you know that there's like they're only a matter of time before they get brought down by yeah weird sex in pest. underage sex pest stuff. Yeah. It's just inevitable. He's a scumbag. I know what I'm into. But the, he very successfully plays scumbags. Yeah, I don't think a guy can look like that and not be a scum ga- scumbag, you know? He was what are you born trying to, to say? Be. I'm saying James Woods oh. looks oh, like a scumbag. Matt took that personally for a second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, but he, um, it's like that episode of the X-Files when the guy can pr- can like predict your death. And yeah. He mentions autoerotic asphyxiation and Mulder gets weird. Huh? What? What, do you, what do you mean? Wait, What's wait, the problem wait, with that? <laughs> Um, but he is—he's one of these uh, hoodlums who is like a legit businessman, also a gangster. Yeah, he so like he can pull owns a strings. NASCAR team. Yeah, he's—he's yeah, he's the real deal, and he's also a malevolent, uh, malevolent bad guy. Psycho. And he's uh, gonna—you know—or Carol's gonna go and figure out what she can offer him to help him get Doc out of prison and get him onto a crew to do like a—you know—a you know heist. What James Woods wants her to offer. Oh, one hundred percent. It's very clear right away. That right away. He expects her to bone him. And they don't beat around the bush with this either. She just like shows up. By the way, let's point out his right hand man, my friend, <laughs> my good friend David Morse. No, yeah. my mortal, my mortal enemy, David Morse. Your mortal his name enemy. is my mortal enemy. Do you remember David Morse's name? In this? Jim Deer. Jim Deer Jackson. Jim Deer Jackson. Yeah, it's that's a cool. Awesome. That's a cool name. He's like, that's hi, a, I'm Jim Deer Jackson. You're like, yeah, all right. Yes, you fucking are. He, yeah, that's a cool. Right that's a are. cool henchman. And name. he like goes by the first name is Jim Deer. Yeah, Jim Deer is. His it's name. like his first name. Yeah. It's not like Deer is a middle name they throw in sometimes. It's just oh, go go talk to Jim Deer. Yeah, that's a cool name. Um, and he and he wears a really big cowboy hat. Yeah, you know, we don't get a lot of Morris in this, but you know, a little bit of Morris goes a long he has, way. He has a very like Shane Black henchman vibe. Like mm-hmm. this guy's the really the real hard ass that you got to look out for. And at a certain point, he does take James Woods' place as essentially the main villain. Yes, he does. Uh, but James Woods uh, is is at a, is at a low uh, operating on a low key. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the coke was a little stepped on at this point, or yeah. so, or it's just or a choice that he made. Either way, I mean, James Woods is often good. He seems like he's a drinker and not a Coke guy in this. Yes, exactly. So he's, so he's definitely still oily and malevolent, but not in the kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not as, like, manic or chaotic. He's more just, like, skeezy and, and like, gross. The way we yeah. like him. Yeah. Well, I'll take I'll take Woods either way. Yeah, this isn't, Up cas- until this the, isn't Casino James the Woods. The late 90s. No, exactly. That's this is the, this is kind of like the, this is like the full range of James Woods would be this to Casino. Uh-huh. That's what James Woods can do. Yeah. 
and and basically, you know, he barters for sex, and she and Carol sleeps with him. And she knows the deal. Next thing you know, Doc is out, and he's on a new crew. They're gonna rob a what is it? A, a dog track? Dog track. They're gonna dog rob racing. a dog track. Poor pups. And who else is on the crew? But our old friend Rudy, who screwed him over in Mexico. Yeah. And Rudy is like, hey, you know, I did what I had to do. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's let bygones be bygones and just do the job. And Alec Baldwin's like, whatever, man. And then punches him anyway. Well, he's like, hey, what do you say we just do a job? And Alec Baldwin's like, yeah. What do you say man. we just do a job? Alec so it's Baldwin. two raspy voiced, um, got uh, two raspy voiced, uh, laconic criminal guys yeah. squaring off. One's kind of a nice guy with a code, and the other is Michael the Michael Madsen. I'm gonna spray Michael Madsen. This whole goddamn can. Bring your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing he's doing his he's basically playing Mr. Blonde in this. My favorite thing about this movie is Michael Madsen. He I, as far as my favorite thing about this movie is the kick-ass action. Um, but that's my second. Favorite. As if I'm going to choose an actor, I mean Michael Madsen is he's doing his thing. This Here's, is this yeah, is his wheelhouse. Here's the thing about Michael Madsen: he's not a bad actor, but he's hard to get a good performance out of. Yeah, he'll give like, you what he gives he'll you. He'll give you what he gives you, and only Tarantino seems to be able to like mold that into something that seems like truly great consistently. But he's yeah. really fucking good in this. Mm-hmm. Like Donaldson has figured something out about Michael Madsen here, and he's just like he just sort of winds him up and lets him go, and I. I think that part of it is that he has a really great scene partner in Jennifer Tilly. Like the two of them together, what they're doing is biodigital jazz, Dude, man. Tilly and Madsen, honestly iconic couple. Totally iconic movie so, couple. So great. <laughs> I was so delighted because I, I fucking love Jennifer Tilly oh and Michael Madsen. It was pretty hot in this movie, to be honest. Especially with his red, well, Jennifer his, like, Tilly certainly thinks so. Semi ginger yeah. mullet that he's rocking. Like in I'm, this? I'm, I'm for this. Yeah. They're a very it's, hot couple in this movie. It's, it's great. Love the it. And they're having so much fun, yeah. mostly. Definitely. C- cucking her husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're both. She loved it. Both really that reveling really in their being sociopaths together. The shit where they're having the food fight in the car is fucking amazing. Oh my I don't think this is fun anymore. <laughs> now I'm throwing. Telephone. Now I'm mad. The con- <laughs> the condoms in the telephone or the scene where like they're act- they're just like totally fucking and the and the guy opens the door the, to the bathroom and the husband is like tied to a chair and they're like Howard shut the door you pervert. You pervert. <laughs> She's like oh my god he's watching us like her husband goddamn. <laughs> he's like jeez. <laughs> they really like they're having fun with it. Howard, Harold totally like gets done dirty but I don't feel bad for him because it really seems like the movie is totally telling you like this guy fucking sucks. Yeah. He's a soy boy beta cuck. He's, he's like no, he's like a delta cuck. This guy is like down on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Omega cuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that but that's we, we get to that at a certain point. So there's just one more double cross. It's like it's fairly complex as far as the crime stuff. Yeah. They pull off okay, I did really point good out, heist sequence. There's some uh, just truly inspired action in this, and this is one of those shots uh, where you where you go like, man, movies were kind of amazing back in these. This is mm-hmm. this is even a movie I don't like and kind of have never liked. And but they don't, shot, they don't shoot action like this anymore. No. Uh, but there's a shot. Oh god. Where uh, so the, part of the plan uh, with the um, the dog track heist. By the way, did we point out Philip Seymour Hoffman? I was is just going to say yep. we forgot as, to talk about Philip Hoffman. He's the fourth member of the crew. Bill is Phil. Phil Hoffman. And the the fashions. Phil Hoffman. Phil Hoffman. That's right. And the way that they're uh, him and Michael Madsen are dressed up, at, like the the fashion that they've put him in, uh-huh. they look like it's so specific and particular. They look like uh, backup musicians for that smooth song with Santana. Jesus. Like Carlos. Like one of them's playing the xylophones and the other is like rhythm guitar or like something John like that. Like John Stamos and Kokomo video? And they'd just be like really <laughs> jamming along to Rob Thomas's lyrics. Or, um, but Phil, Phil Hoffman- I think like, Michael Madsen could pass as a parrot head in this too. Phil oh, Hoffman sure. is 
he has a different energy. He brings. He's very eager. He wants. He wants to be a good bad guy. It's yeah, a small yeah. role. It definitely leaves you wanting more. And we did get more. Thank yeah. God. Uh, but anyway, so like part of the heist, because when the when it comes to action, this movie fucking rules. It involves blowing up a fucking oil truck. Yep. Classic action movie shit. That's a distraction. And that's a distraction. So like once well, Alec Baldwin. It's when they're in, escaping they can, the the dog track so that the cops are not like right on top. So of that, that everyone's yeah. running and they can just kind of mingle in with yeah, the crowd. Yeah. Pretty simple shit. And the way that they shoot this uh, explosion of the gas truck is so loving. And then there's a shot of, of it reflecting in the window yeah. of this dog track. And you see the explosion going off, and you see these people, and then the re- and then the reflection of the explosion. And then the shockwave hit the window. Yeah, It's just like three layers of action yeah. all in one Very shot. Cool. And you're like, God damn. Yeah, Very this, cool. I think this movie looks really good. Oh, it yeah, it's I a, do. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not faulting the, the Who shot it? at all. I don't know. I was just gonna. I'm gonna ask look this up. Guys have it. I want to say it's Matt Leonetti, but I'm Laszlo probably wrong about Panaflex. that. Laszlo <laughs> Panaflex. Um, but yeah, that 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 whole sequence, like whenever it's action time, the the movie rules. Uh, it's just my my problems with the movie or with everything else, pretty much. Um, and so they're they're leaving the scene, and uh, the Kim Basinger and Alec Baldwin are in one car, and they're gonna meet at the at the meetup point. They're gonna meet Madsen and Philip Seymour Hoffman, but. Madsen shoots Philip Seymour Hoffman in the car. What does he do? He's, he does something jackassy in how he shoots him, too. It's classic bad guy Well, shit. he shoots him, and you, like, he shoots him a couple of times. Oh, he's like, too. hold the wheel. He tells yeah, him to yeah. help him drive. He's like, hold the wheel real quick. And he's like, yeah, sure, buddy. And it's like. He, he sort of goes, <laughs> like, what's that over there? Yeah. <laughs> but then he shoots. It's really bad, too, because it's it's cool, but it's like really gnarly. He shoots Phil Hoffman once, and then Till was like, ah, and sort of collapses. Then he just keeps shooting him in, like, in the arm. So, like, the and then, like, kicks and open the door and, yeah. and just kind of nudges him out. him out. And then. He goes, <laughs> he's so bad. He's a bad guy. He loves being bad. He this guy, it. this was shot by a guy named Pete Menzies, Jr., who also shot White Sands, Posse, which I love, oh. Die Hard 3 right after this, Ooh. Time to Kill, Hard Rain, General's Daughter, 13th Warrior, this is The First guy. Tomb Raider, Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jack. Four Brothers Great Raid uh, Shooter, the Antoine Fuqua movie. There's some movies in here we, that we need to do on the podcast. Kangaroo he shot, Jack. He shot Expendables <laughs> yeah, 3. Jack. Wow, look at this stuff. He shot Expendables 3. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to do Expendables 3, Kangaroo just kinda, Jack. Just kind of cool that he's like- <laughs> Give this, this man his Nobel Prize. This pretty diverse- <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> this pretty diverse like action cinematographer. Yeah. Cool stuff. He does and a good job in this. And yeah. Miss Congeniality 2. Oh. Um, Not as good as one. <laughs> I never, I never saw two. I know I did, but I couldn't tell you one thing about it. Fair enough. She continues Besides the to cinematographer. Be, she's still congenial. Yeah. Yeah. Even more congenial, even. <laughs> I miss I miss the congeniality. Oh, Matt. Yeah. Anyway, uh, such a scamp. <laughs> uh, so they show they show up at the meeting place, uh, Sands Hoffman. Yes. And uh, Madsen's like. I'm here to double cross you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it happens really quick too. He's and, the, and Alec Baldwin's. He's like a. He's like a smart guy. He knew he's it was probably going to happen. And he hates, happen. And he hates he's like, Rudy. It's Michael Madsen. He's going to double cross me. So he's like, now it's time for me. And Alec Baldwin's like, no, no, it's time for me to double cross you. Yeah. And then boom, 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 shoots him, shoots him. But of he course, falls down a ravine or something. Yeah, it really seems like he's dead. Uh, but he's not in good shape. Then we wouldn't have a movie. And then Alec Baldwin goes and meets with James Woods to get the to get the next double cross. Double yeah. crossed. I mean, this is like 20 minutes in. Yeah. Um, and that's and then, where he finds out. Yeah, James Woods is like, but I fucked your wife. Oh, yeah. And Alec Baldwin's like, stuff. you did? I had no idea. And you're like, Alec, buddy. 
Like she's a businesswoman. Yeah, did you she really... is doing this for. I hated this, but I, it was essential to the plot with because we also had to have their relationship arc go from whatever to whatever. Yeah. But he was he was so pissed off that she had sex with him. But it's like, what did you think was going to happen? She did it bro? for I, honestly. You should have known. She did it for you. Yeah. That uh, that scene where they have their like argument where she's like when they pull off to the side. He's of the like, road. you know, you know, you knew what you knew what I was gonna do. It's like, no, you shouldn't have done it. That, there's that line where he's like, well, you should have walked away. And then they just start slapping each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, but this is this is the James Woods doing the classic. Like he's really laying it on thick and stuff like that. He's like, and the you know, this is this it's the story when the wife comes to ask for help and the wife is very attractive very, and she very proves attractive. to be willing. Very willing, and a very intimate alliance, a very pleasurable alliance is enjoyed by both parties. What a villain. Vigorously <sighs> enjoyed. Like James Woods just being James the, Woods. The, the, subtle th- the subtle cuck motif in this movie is... Uh, oh, for sure. That's like one very, of the things that's... Alive. That's one of the things this is about. Jim Thompson, baby. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then Kim Basinger comes out behind him while he's making this, like doing this. And yeah, and they make it look speech. like she's gonna shoot Alec Baldwin in the back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, damn. And then she nukes James Woods instead. Yeah, totally which is like him. proof enough. Yeah, Baldwin. and that's a cool thing and a really cool scene. She's like crying and stuff. It's yeah. really, really good. But it's also cool because James Woods, and you're like, this is James Woods, so he'll be in it through the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was really it's surprised surprising. that he got murdered. And yeah, we're only like a half hour into the movie, too. Yeah. And so right now, as far as we know, Madsen got murdered, Philip Seymour Hoffman's murdered, James Wood is murdered. I guess they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> now they just have they to go. Now they just have to get away. Deal with their own bullshit. Yeah. Now we're stuck with this boring, boring, boring but couple who else for the rest is out of the to get movie. Them? Well, uh, Kim, I don't. I, I've said before, and we did a whole uh, Basinger episode. Uh, I don't. I don't like her all that mm-hmm. much. I've enjoyed her occasionally, but I just don't think she's a particularly great actor. So she's not adding much to this. And Alec Baldwin is make, and who I have enjoyed before, um, is has made a choice in this movie to play his character as a very cool. I mean, uh, a cool guy, he's, uh, uncharismatic. I mean, that's that's the role as written. I would say that Doc McCoy's character is not supposed to Just, be like he's supposed to be like very laconic, yeah, very straightforward. Like he's not fun, he's not winky, he's not not. He doesn't yeah, say I mean, like fun. that's he's very handsome. That's very he's much. Very that's very much how but McQueen that's like played it too. All he has too. right now, yes. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to say that I'm not trying to say that, that Baldwin is is as great as Steve McQueen. I'm just saying like that's the role. That's clearly what we're going for here is yeah. a guy who is like no nonsense. But I but I cannot I, that makes these two together just incredibly boring for me. But does it also does it does it not also heighten Ooh. the cartoonish performances that we get with Madsen and Tilly? I, I suppose think so, it does, yeah. but I don't like their whole story even though they're doing a much better job. Yeah. I, I mean, they're not boring. I I I think that the whole thing is like the the individual the sort of like when you break it down the individual parts are almost like, well, I don't really like this choice. I don't really like that choice like individually, but like Mix them all together, and you got yourself a stew. Like I think this really is all of a piece. I think the mixing it. Yeah, I think you're right. But the mixing it together, you got yourself a stew, is the opposite for me. Like, okay. When you'd rather a, go a, have a it's steak, a, it's a bad stew for me. I'm like, all these ingredients are like not all that bad, and then you mix them together, like. Ugh. Okay. I, I really found I really found this to be pretty intoxicating this time. Like I'd seen this I've seen this like a lot. I know. And uh, and I've always thought it was like pretty good, not great. But watching it earlier in this week, I was like, oh man, this really hit the spot. Wow, this went down easy for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, and I'd never seen it before, and I really really liked it a lot. Yeah. So fuck you, Travis. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Finally, somebody said it. <laughs> That's the first time. <laughs> Whoa. It's somehow it's the first time. Shit. <laughs> I've been skating by my whole life. 
Um, but yeah, so now now there's this uh, period. So Michael, obviously, of course, Michael Madsen's not dead. Yeah, we see him he get up. He's all bulletproof vest up. on. He gets up and manages to drag himself to does a he do veterinary. A, does clinic. he do a thing? I don't remember. Does he do a thing like where he comes to and immediately opens his shirt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody does this. Well, he has they, to take off the vest. To, the, what he's to doing. their sure. credit, in this one, they don't do the thing where he pops open. And no, the that's two what buttons. I was saying. Oh no, he just no, takes he just off his shirt off. to take the vest. Right, off. right. No, that's yeah, that's fine. I'm totally on board with that. It's just like the thing that the always reveal, the grand reveal. Yeah, like in Fled, it happens when they shoot the guy at the end, and it's like, oh no, he's got a thing. You've got to pull the buttons apart, yeah. and then look and go like, oh, sure enough, I do have a bulletproof. And he vest wasn't just enough. hit in the bulletproof vest; like his whole his well, his clavicle got shattered. Yeah, exactly. He is injured. He's he gets just not the dead. he gets the so Val Kilmer and heat injury, injury. That's he gets shot in the shoulder. Drags himself to a, a veterinary clinic, and this is run by a, a by soy boy Omega Cuck, Delta Cuck, or something. Yeah, and uh, and Jennifer Harold. Tilly, his his wife, who is like the moment a sociopath like shows up, uh, is She's like, like hmm. Hi, how are you? Oh, how are you? Oh, my God. oh. he says point the gun at me, Jennifer Tilly. That's amazing. <laughs> Excellent work. We're gonna want more of that. Is that your first? Is that your first celebrity voice that you've done for us? Yeah, I think so. Keep I don't know. Coming. I don't know if I could continue it. It's kind of it's, congratulations. It's, it's straining on the throat. I know that. I know that our audience definitely enjoys our wonderful and almost <laughs> completely accurate impressions. <laughs> almost too accurate. It's almost you know? too like, accurate. I had a little like, sense of play to it. It's like the it. kid in, in Silent Jennifer Fall. Tilly here. Oh my God. I'm ready to. <laughs> can't do it for long. <laughs> say say Corky. We Corky. we make our own choices. We pay our own prices. We make our own choices. Holy shit! Pretty good. It's <laughs> like Tilly's in the fucking room with us. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? So good. Thank you, Emily. What's his name? Rudy. 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 Oh. Rudy. Come on. <laughs> I'm enchanted. I am enchanted. <laughs> Point the gun at me harder, Rudy. Make be meaner to me, Rudy. I've been with this soy boy Omega cock. Throw some chicken at me, Rudy. I just want some Rudy. excitement. I just yes. want you to throw your chicken she, at she me. She is a she is a very tr- she is a very troubling character. Uh, <laughs> Who has just wanted a man to come and treat her like dirt for her whole life? Apparently, <laughs> she's bored. She's Rudy. So happy. Uh, what's she's his, bored. What's, and what's Michael Madsen has a really nice. What's her dick. husband's name? Leonard. Harold. Harold. She like. She's, she is. She's way like. She's into like. This. Harold won't take me anywhere. Harold won't. I can't see. I can't do it. Like it has to really. It has to come through me. Yeah, yeah. you're Let channeling. Her. Possessed yeah. with it. Uh, but there's a really great there's a really great scene. I mean, with with one of the finest kitten actors you'll ever oh, see. Oh, the kitty! Where, oh, they're the in a kitten ve- named Veterinary kitten? clinic, and Ma- Ma- Michael Madsen's like he's holding a gun to them, to, like, give me medical care. So cute. And uh, well, and there's a kitten on his on his like neck essentially, yeah. and and for a while the kitten's just there being like, and he's like petting the kitty. He's like, I love this kitten. What's the kitten's name? Kitty. All right, fine. Now, my friend Adria my has stuff. a cat named Kitty. Now fix me up. And then at a certain point, they cut back, and the kitten is fucking sleeping. It's on so his cute. Neck. That kitten's having a good time. I was so the kitten. I was worried for a amazing. while he was gonna like hurt the kitten. Yeah, but he 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 likes the kitten. It's one of those. Cla- one so of those later, classic. it's like cuddling in bed with them too after they've like fucked or whatever. Not yeah. him and the yeah, kitten. Yeah, he likes him the kitten. Let me ask you a question: Do we think that the kitten is in the script, or do we think that Michael Madsen was like, "I need a kitten"? Hundred percent, Mickey Rourke and his dogs. Yeah, thing. that's kind of what I'm thinking. Oh, yep. oh. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Hundred percent. Mickey it's Rourke like, and his bird. It's classic, like weirdo character actor guy yeah. being like, "I want this, uh, I want this fucking kitten." <laughs> what if we had a kitten in this scene? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting. He probably had the kitten on him, and they're like, "All right, Michael Madsen, it's time for shooting." He's, He's like, like, "No, just keep it. Yeah, just go ahead and drop that cat." He's like, "I'm leaving the cat. <laughs> we're leaving the cat. <laughs> I'm all right, leaving it. all right, little doggy, we're leaving the cat." 
you take my cat in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> and he has a bond with his cat, of course. Uh, so, th- so him and the- I think that that's. I-, I bet it wasn't even that hard to get the kitten to just like stay put because the kitten loves Michael Madsen. Yeah, animals love tough guy character actor types. Don't you, buddy? You love them, don't you, Lily? She's having a treat right now. Oh. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I so think that's you're fun. Right. And and then and so basically, like he um he's taking Jennifer Tilly and her soy boy Omega Cuck husband in tow, basically on a revenge mission to catch up with Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger to get the money back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a little revenge, and that's the plot of the movie. Except also, you got Morse. Yeah, David Morse, Jim Deere, is also after He's the money. He's now in charge. Yeah, he wants Woods the loot. Dead. Everybody wants Everybody the loot. Everybody wants the loot. And I think there's some other crew, too, coming after him. Police, like, just maybe? the general authorities. Like yeah, the, the general the authorities. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's just a classic, like, the, it's called the getaway. It's called the getaway for a reason. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to get away. So first, the, first they, they well, they, also they're fighting. Like, they are mad at each other. Yeah, I'm because sure like this Baldwin's like, pissed off that she ha- that she had to fuck James Woods yeah. and she's like dude fuck I did it because I mean, I'm so devoted to you to, that this was the only way I could to. get you out so I did it and it was transactional and sense. he's like so you just like slip blah 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 but but they still they uh, bone down right away yeah though. they got it in a pretty hot scene yeah you see a full butt of Baldwin's. <laughs> yeah. We see a couple Baldwin a butts this episode. But Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, naked Kim Basinger, too. Yeah, Kim ba- there's I, nipples I was reminded and stuff. when I was watching this Nipples about and stuff. Nip- Her nipples, nipples are stuff. really prominent. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. They were going for it, and and they and that was part of the promotion of this movie. Was like oh, yeah. you're so gonna see, see Kim them fuck. Your nick. So wait, if and they're, they're and together, they're married. Yeah. I was gonna say, was that? So do you think that was unsimulated sex then? I don't, I don't see why. I don't think it was unsimulated. I do know that the uh, that the they sex were turned scenes, on for sure, clearly, and the sex scenes were shot on a closed set with no crew and remotely controlled cameras. And they brought and they brought this up. Believe me, they were talking about it when they were promoting the movie. Yeah, like, like all the intimate it was, sex scenes. It was definitely like a, well, that's good marketing because people love to know about celebrity sex lives. For so sure, to see it yeah. in a movie is going to be I a think big it draw. Still didn't work. I don't believe this movie was a very it wasn't big a huge hit. hit. No, just kidding. Did, um, did this come out before or after the Simpsons episode? Where they play themselves. Oh, this is before. With Ron, I think they were and still Ron together Howard's for a little, a, a little while afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and also they had had a notoriously rocky relationship. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah, right. Which means the sex was probably hot. Super hot. Yeah. Alec Baldwin needs a woman who is pretending to be from South America. Have you ever had like a relationship <laughs> with somebody where like it was pretty contentious and then like the sex was not good? That suck. What really are you doing there, weird. then? No, that's what I'm saying. It's like usually when you're in that kind of relationship, like that's why you're sticking around. Like, why? <laughs> you know. Like, is, so the sex must be really good, right? Not really. No, well, everything. Well, everything. What do you bad. do? Oh, she's really mean to me. <laughs> we don't get along, and uh, I don't enjoy it. It's not pleasurable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are you gonna do? People get lonely. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly, you know, yeah, that's exactly right. People are having great sex in this movie. They are. Uh, there's, I, I was always much more interested in this brief sex scene uh, between Jennifer Tilly and Michael Madsen, the one which where, is very funny. Where they're closing. We where hear where them. Only, um, the husband is in the. He's bathroom in the bathroom going like, ah, oh, no. I keep forgetting the husband's name. Harold. 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 I'm like, how? how Harold are you? and the purple crayon. Soy now boy. Oh, boy so we we see Harold and he's all like uh, tied he's, up and we hear we hear Tilly moaning and everything and then he's like scooting his way. He's on a chair or something. He scoots his way to the door and he, he peeks through the door and they're fucking. And it's fucking graphic. Madsen's like, hey, you know, and, and they're laughing what and everything. What are you watching for, you pervert? <laughs> Get out of here. And Tilly's like crack up and is like, Harold, <laughs> um, he's watching us. Harold, Harold. Harold. Get out of here, Harold. 
Harold, you fucking pervert. <laughs> but like, uh, but the but the Alec Baldwin, um, Kim Basinger sex scenes were a much more conventional. I mean, they're they're graphic or whatever, but there's nudity and stuff. But they're like slowly moving, shadowy, and then this is like looks like what people actually look like when they're having sex. Yeah, it's so funny. That always sticks out a lot it's, more. <laughs> yeah, you know, people having sex is funny. It's yeah, it's, it is it's, funny. It's it's silly. It's but it's striking when you see that sort of thing in a movie, especially of this kind, because you're used to seeing the one kind of thing, and then to, to see a lady just sort of like gung-ho yeah. riding on a guy you're like jeez on a like a motel bed you yeah. know with the lights <laughs> fully on yeah. with the lights fully <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> in the daytime in the she's goddamn not, she's daytime she's not wearing a bra they don't have like the, the the sheets drawn around them or whatever yeah um but yeah it's it's a pretty uh high douglas national high treasure douglas jennifer movie. tilly for sure mm-hmm. um up there with gina gershon not coincidentally, by the way, <laughs> that, that they were in one of the greatest movies of all time. Bound. My God. Bound. Bound. Anyway. Bound, chicka, bound, bound. Yeah, this, uh, this right. all, exactly. This all culminates in them uh, winding up in a uh, border town. No, no, no. You, you, missed the, you missed the best part. Cause oh, right, yeah. right after that sex scene, Michael Madsen's like, okay, let's go. Ugh. Harold, come on. And then they open the door. Get out of the, the bathroom, Harold. he's fucking hung himself. Hung and it's like a, it like was this. like a jarring image because yeah. it showed his like gray, like suffocated face with his like tongue hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And then Madsen looks at him briefly. It pushes him aside. And then no, he hangs, he hangs the kitten on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sets the kitten and on the him. The kitten like is claw- clawing onto them. He eventually like kind of drops down and on he, him. And then he and takes he's a swinging, piss. And he takes a piss. And he's like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Uh, really this funny. This stuff always and like, no I one just cared. No one fucking don't like cared. This stuff like I don't. I obviously Michael Madsen and Jennifer Tilly are bringing it. But do you like, think it's too mean? It's. T- I guess so, and I know that it's a hard boil and it's Jim Thompson, all that sort of stuff. But I'm just sort of like I'm trying to enjoy this fun action. It was. It here. did felt. Why it, is this so nasty? It did feel a little bit like watch this out man of, out of place to even like. To, to have that happen and then show his face and everything, it wasn't like necessarily funny. Watch this man be absolutely destroyed. Uh, so it just seemed kind of totally weird, but um, I, uh, I forgot about it so quickly though afterwards because no, obviously no, it he was very inconsequential. He's a soy boy, you know. I I I must I must disagree. I thought that this was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. This is, sh- this is always uh, this has always bothered me. Even like the dog has always at me made now. me feel. Lily, you this stuff always made barking. me feel icky when I was a teenager when I was watching it, and I didn't like it anymore now. Uh, but then it's like when you bounce back to the other couple that you're following. It's two unpleasant couples, but one of the couples happens to be boring. Yeah. I, and so I when, when, when Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger aren't uh, just being boring together, they're like yelling at each other. I'm like, ugh. I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah. It's like to me this this movie is a bunch of fun stuff and then the and when that's like by by which I mean action and sex scenes and when that's not happening, I find it really unpleasant. I don't the know. stew. I enjoyed I enjoyed the sort of abject like mean-spiritedness of it. Like it's not merely that it's nasty, it's that the movie is taking glee in how nasty it's being. Yeah. And I find that to be one of the most admirable qualities an action movie can possess. Sure. I mean that's that's obviously just the, your your mileage may vary with this sort yeah. of thing. It's like almost and this is not really the same but it's kind of like true lies where it's like this is just fucking mean. This is yeah. You gotta keep in mind this is coming from a guy who <laughs> I, I watches all, all, sees all that stuff in True Lies as being a plus. Yeah, like a same, like with Bad Boys too, or like you know Ooh. where he's like when he's like threatening that young man with prison rape. I'm like more <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah, you could go like, but you like True Lies, but that guy tortures his wife and is sexually humiliates him, and that's like I know, I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, so uh, your it's mileage, supposed to be funny. <laughs> some things are subjective. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, do we get when? 
so the the chain of events that happens now is kind of jumbled in my brain. Well, but the next I, thing I want to talk get about the, the garbage truck. Okay, the, tra- the okay. train has well, the one. The, the one to, to me, the one funny scene in the whole thing. I, I didn't find this movie to be particularly where, where funny. like Kim Basinger somehow gets duped. No, no. Well, that's fine. Bait and switch con artist. Yeah, she gets duped. Uh, she, she's that's pretty dumb. Let it's me just tell you with seemed, your back. It seems weirdly dumb for, for what, a, what you're supposed to believe is like a hardened criminal. For like a hardened criminal's wife who participates in these crimes and stuff. He's like, like let me help really you with that, the bag. Is it really that easy? It made me. It was one of those things. Do you ever watch like movies with like cons in them, and you're like, you kind of want to try them. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to try it a little bit. I have tried them. Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, I think it was what what was that Ocean's Eight or whatever the girl the girl Ocean's movie where <laughs> no at one the, remembers. Okay, we're at the beginning. I'm pretty sure whoever was. I don't even remember who was in it. Like uh, Kate Blanchett. No, the brown hair girl. Aquafina. Whatever. Um, she goes into the department store and she like fake returns like some stuff. And they're like, we right. can't let you return these. You don't have a receipt. And she's like, fine, I'll keep them. But it was stuff she had grabbed from the department store. And I was like, I want to try that. Mm-hmm. And then this one. one, I was like, should I go to? I was like, should I go to a, a train station and and offer to help someone put their stuff in their locker and switch? <laughs> like, is it easy? I don't know. The, the I would never do it. But from the beginning of Hard Eight, where. Uh, where Philip Baker Hall teaches Riley how to do the rate card and like recycle $25 in chips over and over until he gets comped a meal in a room. You're like, I want to do that, that one. That does work. Oh. You've tried it? Yes. You've tried it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Wait, how? what is that scam? He like, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you watch, watch the movie to find out, but like right. you, you basically like, you bet a certain amount of money, you just play it on slots, but you tell them that like you don't want to gamble too much and you want a rate card so you can keep track of what you're spending. And like- now you're now what you're spending is in their computer, you know. So like, but then you just keep recycling the same like twenty five dollars in in coins at the slots because you're bound to win something, and like you just keep sort of, oh, you do it twenty five dollars at a time, and then you hang out for a little while. Uh-huh. You've spent hours now. It seems like you've spent more because every time you, every time you clock it, you go and add it onto your rate card. So now it looks like you've gambled hundreds of dollars when you've only gambled 25 mm. and then they will like hey you want to hang out you want can we get you a meal free drinks you and know? shit stuff like that oh, obviously free it does work is, the point is everybody get out there and run scams uh, the Cleveland steamer all the good scams <laughs> tell us your favorite steamer. the sting the sting <laughs> and tweet, the others tweet at us if you got a good scam if you're a con- if you're a confidence trickster, <laughs> shout your scam, everybody! A confidence. It's the summer trickster. of scams. It's summer of scams. Ah, yeah. Hashtag Aww. summer of scams. Grifters. And that's right. If you will, like the Jim Thompson film, The Grifters. Yeah, that's right. Novel. Good book too. Anyway, uh, yes. So, this, <clears throat> the, but the train sequence. So basically, this guy. Um, Steals the money. And she's already stressed out because she's in a There's, fight with her man, and yeah. she's drink. She's having two shots, and a nice guy comes a up and drunk. starts to flirt with her, and she's like, well, this is nice. I'm, she's not even really flirting, but then, of course, Baldwin sees it, and he's like, oh, God, I here's no my slut wife. Like, oh. Unsurprisingly, I don't there's, have a good sense of humor about this. slut wife. That's yeah. like what he's thinking. <laughs> and, then she has to, and then she has to be like, Oh fuck! I lost the money too. So I'm sure she's just feeling. I was like really felt sorry for her in this scene because she's going fucking through it, and I'm sure she was like, nothing I'm doing is working out how I wanted to, yeah. and he's not happy. I lost the fucking money. I took. I just took two shots, so I'm kind of feeling tipsy. And this nice guy now thinks, Ugh. like I was just like, damn, she's, she's girl is stressed. She's, she's, a law, she's a lawbreaker. She deserves it. <laughs> Don't break the law, everybody. <laughs> Run don't scams, but don't law. break the law. Why is this happening to me? Because you lead a life of crime. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the guy takes her her bag, and then he like runs onto the train. Alec Baldwin sprints. There's a cool shot from uh, shot from inside the train where Alec Baldwin is like in fact running up and jumping on it. You're like, cool. 
Um, and then he's uh, and he's so fit. he's he's left her behind. He's on the train and he's tr- tracking this guy down. He's frantically walking down the train. But at one point, an old lady comes up to him and goes, "Sir, can you help me put my bag up?" And he just he grabs it and throws it into he, the thing. I mean, he does it's it. Really, I mean, he, if she doesn't have anything breakable in that bag, he tech he did his job correctly. But it's very funny <laughs> to see him angrily help this old lady. Then he beats the shit out of Tracks that guy, the guy in down. the fucking bath or closet or I don't know how train what I don't know what rooms are on trains. It's and a bathroom. Just, and oh. just another um, example of uh, it has of a toilet, Emily. It's a fucking bathroom. Yeah, how Alec Baldwin is a <laughs> criminal a with a heart of gold. Yeah, he's not. He, he's not willing to. He doesn't kill generally. Unless he has to, so this guy has he stole his money. He just punches him out, and then the the reason he was able to find him in this room is that he picked the lock to get into the, yeah, the sleeper yeah. car. And then he goes, "Next time you pick the lock, don't leave them don't leave them scratch marks, brother." And then he punches him again, but the guy doesn't die. So I, I missed, so he's free to narc him out later. I missed on. when he picked the lock. So when he said that, I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" I was yeah. like, "Is this just some like fun fact, like trivia that he's gonna give to some guy because he's a good con man?" Yeah, I enjoy that. This is a thing that happens in a lot of Thompson's work as a novelist. It's like the sort of underground community of grifters and criminals and con artists and stuff. There's a little bit of that vibe that inches into this movie now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about that later because it, it has something to do with the ending of the movie and the book. Well, I mean, we're we're at it now. So now they get to the border town. They've got their money back. They're still mad at each other. Well, first there's the scene where they go to the pawn shop and buy a bunch of guns. Oh, yeah. This is the classic, like, ugh. Very sad for the this gun shop The classic holding owner. up the gun shop owner. Poor yeah. guy. And this guy is, like, always this guy. Yeah. Um, he's always, like, the dude who is getting held up at the restaurant or something. You're like, oh, you want to use this gun for hunting, right? You're definitely going to, oh, no, give me this big, big, big gun. All right, well, that's going to be good for hunting, too. We're all hunting. Wish guns I was on that hunting trip. That was so cute. <laughs> I was like, oh. He's just like, guns are for hunting only. That's why Americans buy guns. Hunt, 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 hunt. Yep. We're just hunting ducks. That's it. Guy's name is Royce Applegate, and he is always playing manager or, like. <laughs> oh, and, of course, Alec Baldwin just, like, takes his gun and points it at him like, I'm stealing these guns. But Alec Baldwin, criminal with heart of gold, throws his, throws the money down. He, yeah. does, he does pay it for him, nice. but I love the fact that this gun guy goes like, I know the drill. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then the end, he he's like, I got to get out of this line of work. <laughs> or something. This. this has happened to him so many times. Yeah, uh, Maybe there should be more safety protocols at this place. And I then, don't know. Like, the cops show up, and there's a big shootout in the street and a car chase. And I think it's cool because you know Donaldson is doing is kind of trying to do his own thing here, but there's some like real direct homages to Peckinpah in this shootout. Yeah. There's a shot there's a shot where you know uh you know Doc's got a shotgun and he like is shooting at the cops and he shoots the squad car and you see like a shot of the um the sirens like the lights on top of the squad car like shattering. That is that is exactly the same as a shot from the original Getaway. Like yeah. he's he's directly copying specific beats. Sometimes he's using the slow motion a lot. I am interested to yeah. watch there, the original Getaway. But there's getaway. unique unique flourishes to it as well. For sure. There's there's one shot during this car chase that that is just one of those things, like the the reflection of the explosion. Where I'm just like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god! And it's Alec Baldwin. It's like shot from the front seat of the car. Alec Baldwin's in the back seat, pointing his shotgun out of the back window at a cop car coming up. And it's all it's not like a long shot, but considering the action that happens it's yeah. amazing he's like the car's coming after him they drive about 20 feet he shoots the car fucking explodes yeah, yeah yeah all in one shot and then alec baldwin like turns around and, like says a line like now we got to get out of here and then the car like drives you're like god damn yeah, it's very cool so much stuff super cool and then they get uh, they get they t- to escape. They jump into a dumpster, yes. and the dumpster goes into a garbage truck. I loved this scene. Real low it, moment stuff. I thought it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They see they see uh, 
you see the guy, the the garbage truck guy, like doing all his levers and stuff, and then it's a shot of them falling from the the dumpster into the back of the truck, and then it even goes so far as they're not just in the truck, the the compressor is going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're trying Which to get really they're silly. trying to get uh, C3PO to shut down all the garbage packers <laughs> on the detention level. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, there's sharp dying. There's sharp stuff in there and mm-hmm. gross stuff and rusty things. Yeah, and still. probably <laughs> bugs too. Yeah, nice. there's definitely bugs in there. Yeah. But uh, this movie is is classic. Like when, once they get dumped out, it's classic movie garbage. It's the out. driest garbage you've ever seen in your <laughs> entire life. I do like how the, they get, then they get they get out of the garbage truck and they make it to the border town and they're in the motel and it's like we are disgusting and the first thing they do is get all clean and then fuck another another long. This I is know. the big this is the big long sex scene yeah. that I think they had to edit it to keep it from being NC seventeen. Well, there is an unrated version of this that came out on home video. Yeah, I think that's the one that I watched. I'm sure it is. And I think like, that's yeah. the only one that's on video. Look at them go. Uh, <laughs> It's a big long sex scene. Yeah, that goes a long time. <laughs> okay. This cool. is. I think this is going to wind up a Four Douglas movie for me. I think so. Quintessential. Really? I yeah. mean, there is. A, we'll explain it when we get there. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, big long sex scene, and then there's a big long fucking awesome shootout. Yeah. This is this is the kind of this is why I can't fully hate the movie, even though I'd kind of like to. Because Rudy and Rudy and Jennifer Tilly show up. They're in the motel too. This is this is how the I mean, very similar to and the, the action scene itself is very similar to the Peckinpah movie. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Deere and his bad guys show up, and everybody's going to start shooting each other. Boom, 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 boom. Goes on and on and on. Really, really good. This stuff is hard. It's expensive, tedious to shoot. So when you get a big dose of it like this. You yeah. got to, especially from this time when there's there's no digital effects involved or anything yeah. like that. You really got to savor it, and it's really violent. It's a like, gift. There are a lot of good meaty squibs in this. God, yes. You know, just the way I like them. They don't really do this anymore. Even like when really good action movies, like like John Wick, like the stuff that I love. Like you don't see guys get like fucking splattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like big meaty goopy squibs with lots of blood. I'm into that. There's just lovingly. There's just some loving stuff where there's like yeah. a part where I think it's Morse because Kim Basinger ends up blowing Morse away and he yeah. like falls through this skylight yeah. onto this like paint setup where there's like a, oh there's yeah like a couple the paint uh, all explodes paint, all over the, lo- the lobby or it something. It basically crashes through these these boards and then the paint all goes <laughs> on him. It's just like good stuff. Action movie as an art form yeah, sort of good thing. good old fashioned yes. action movie stuff. Just yeah, I'm, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's yeah. let's do all the fun stuff. We shot that we him can. and then he fell through the thing and now he crashed. You know, like come on, this it's is what so you're looking cool. for. I mean, this is like a ten minute long. It goes on pure, for a long time. Just pure action. Yeah, and there's not really there's not a lot violent of talking. You know, it's just guys stalking around the motel, blowing each other away. And it very much reminds me of because uh, it's, it's a similar location, a similar hotel, and some of the action is even staged similarly to No Country for Old Men. Yeah, uh, obviously a very different kind of action. It reminded mm. me of Way of the Gun too. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of stuff. Uh, and it culminates in um, Alec Ooh. Baldwin and David Morse. Or is it Morse? It's Rudy. No, it's Michael Madsen. It's Michael Rudy, Madsen's right. in the elevator, and the shotgun is like wedged in between the, the like the iron gate that closes the elevator and yeah. fucking blows Michael Madsen away. Alec Baldwin is, for, for a guy who's so hard-boiled and just like laconic and un- in humorless, he's like too good. Because yeah. he has a chance to, he has he has knocked Michael Madsen out, and he's pointing his gun directly at his face. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this guy, you know, beyond the fact that he wants to kill you, is is a reprehensible human being who is malignant to the world. Yeah. Fucking help us out and take him out. And he's like, I just can't kill. I'm too good a guy. Yeah. And he walks away. She's just sort of like, what the, what are you, fucking Batman? It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. But, uh, you know, he ends up doing it anyway. Yeah, and then so eventually, when Michael Mac, Ma- Ma- I, I, 
Dude, well, just... when Michael Madsen gets killed, then he like then the uh, he shoots the uh, cords in the elevator. Yeah, he really kills him. And so the elevator like plummets however many floors to the to the bottom, while Jennifer Tilly is like in the lobby with the. Have you seen Rudy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the, like the elevator hits the floor and explodes, and then Rudy is just like dead and all fucked up. And she's like Rudy. Do it. Rudy! Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. We don't need me. <laughs> we don't even need you anymore. Emily. No. Nope. She loved him so much. He was he was abusive. He's a psychopath. He was her ticket was, to excitement, yeah, and she was, it was bored what she as was looking fuck. For. She wanted the meanest guy in the world. Yeah, and she got him to slap her around yeah. and throw chicken nuggets at her. Again, this is like this is the same syndrome as the. That's what you know, every girl wants. Apparently, is a guy so. to just throw chicken nuggets at her. Trust me. I mean, they are really tasty. Oh, oh, I'm I not arguing some. with that. I want delicious, some chicken nuggets. Oh, man. Let's get some A big like, thing nuggets. of chicken nuggets right here in the oh, middle of the yeah. table would be so good. Just like a garbage yeah, bag full of nuggets. Mm. Mm. And some fries, too. Mm. I want some fries, too. Chicken nuggets. Absolutely. And like a and like a beach pail full of barbecue sauce. Oh yeah. Oh come mm. on. Can we order that right now? I'm I'm looking at some post honey mustard. I'm looking for beach oh, pail mustard. barbecue sauce. Beach pail. Uh, but anyways, beach pail. but anyways, of course you you've barbecue got you've got to do the sauce. the classic scene from the <laughs> barbecue sauce. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> you've got to do oh, the man. classic Slim Pickens, uh, charming cowboy guy drives them across the board. Well, it thing. is Slim Literally Pickens. Slim. It's Slim Pickens in the original. Yes. And, and his name is Slim. In his, yeah, well, that's an homage to Slim to Pickens Slim. Yeah. being the actor who played this character there's in the no original yeah, there's version. There's no way we're not going to... And, and they find a really good replacement. It's Richard Farnsworth from The Straight Story. Yeah, Dick and Farnsworth. Also, if you, we've mentioned this before. Every time Richard Farnsworth comes up, if you haven't seen it, go find the Richard Farnsworth movie, The Gray Fox, yeah. and watch that movie. You will... You will be thanking me when you do that. Yeah, and he's and he is just punching in and being and being his Farnsworthiest. Oh, it's he's fantastic. wonderful! He's so I love this guy. Well, you know, you gotta find a person that you love. You hold on to her because love's good and fun is nice and all this sort the of stuff. The shit too, where they're like, they get they get to the border and they're like, how much for the truck? And he's like, well, you know, it's my truck. And he like he ratchets them up from twenty grand to, to forty grand, yeah. and then they and go fifty. They're like they just add on the extra ten thousand because they like fucking, him so much. And they're they love so him. happy for all of this to be over. Yeah. Which and, is, and they're, they're nice. Like, which yeah. is a total departure from what happens in the book. Like the, this is what ha- okay. So know. in mm. in the book, they're okay. not just trying to like get across over to the border. They're trying to get to a place called El Rey, which I don't know if you remember is also referenced in From Dust Till Dawn. That's where the Gecko Brothers are trying to go. Okay. That's a that's a reference to the book of the Getaway. Um, and El Rey is like this Mexican town where the criminals fucking go to hang out and yeah. spend their money. Sounds cool. Sounds until cool. Until they run out of money and die. So it's like it's basically like hell. It's like we're expecting that like this is our last roundup. We're gonna we're gonna go to this place. We can never come back. Everybody there is a criminal. It's debaucherous. It's like Let's... it's just like a miserable place where criminals go to spend their loot until they run out of money and they'll die. Okay. Um, but then when they're trying to get there, when they're crossing the border, like they have to go through these tunnels, and it takes days to like cross the border in secret. They get trapped underground. They almost die and starve to death. Oh, they hate each other. Their marriage is totally decrepit now. Like they don't reconcile. And like at the end of the movie, they finally get out of there, barely alive, and they get to El Rey, and they're like, "Well, now we're fucking stuck here." Yeah. And it's like depressing. miserable and depressing, and it's like nobody would ever shoot this ending for this like fun action movie. Yeah, it's like, already been even, pretty fucking even grim. Even Peckinpah was like, nuh-uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, so- Too grim for Peckinpah. Exactly. Is, you, Too grim wow. for Peckinpah and Walter Hill in the fucking 60s. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> I read. Uh, I just finished reading one of uh, Jim Thompson's uh, autobiographies called Roughneck. Oh, and, wow! Uh, he was a messy dude. Well, he's just he he grew um, he went through some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was homeless. He spent a lot of time being homeless, and just like really went through it during the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty hardcore. It's reflected in his work. Like the whole thing ends with like this gut punch, like tragic ending. And it's the like if it's it's the sort of thing where if like a movie or a book what did this and it was a fictional book, you'd be like, God damn! But it's like a real thing. What happens? His to dad him? dies. Oh, that's like, it. He's he, well, he basically is kind of responsible for his dad's death. Oh, cool. His well, dad, like 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 cut the brakes or his, what? No, his dad is in a. His dad has has had a very bad Great Depression. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He, he had. Did people have good ones? I think people. Some people had better. They ones really, than people had great depression. It was a great depression. It was a great. De- all I mean, in all, it was a weird, weird lot of yeah, rich people did pretty well. Um, but uh, except but for his, all those suicides. His dad had been like a wealthy oil man who like squandered it all, and then and then. Oh, by, was he like a this, balloon head degenerate gambler? Um, yeah, it's more complex than that. He was just like an irresponsible and kind of. <laughs> Kind of done, almost honestly, kind of done in by being too nice. Oh, um, but basically, um, in the end, he's he's really fragile, and he's he's been devastated by the fact that he's basically ruined his own family, mm-hmm. and they've sent him up to a um, institution, and. Uh, Jim Thompson. This is, Jim Thompson has been having money struggles for a, dec- a, whole, a whole decade, and his dad is basically intimating, like, "You got to get me out of this institution, Jim. I'm going to kill myself." <laughs> He's like, I'm, no. like, at the end, and Jim is like, "I just okay. I'm, I've got. To, I'm going to finish this book. I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to turn in this manuscript, and I'll have the money, and I'll get back, and, I, and I'll get you out of here." And of course, he, Too late. he does get the manuscript in too late and it just ends with him like fine and basically like the last sentences and they told me my dad was dead oh bummer it's like the end and you're like jesus Uh, you gotta you gotta love jim thompson man fucking oozing misery it's it's hardcore in real life oh yeah i don't know anything about him sounds like and like all of his books are like violence should he have gone misery violence misery abuse like weird kinks just like it's, they're just like litanies of of misery and awfulness, and they're so terse and entertaining. They're I was so gonna say good. it makes for some good entertainment. Oh though. yeah, it might be therapeutic for him too, because he also talks about he has a happy family. Like yeah. later on in his life, he has a he's married, he's happily married, has kids that he loves. Yeah. Um. So I think it's like also a way that he processes like the fuck. Oh, it's very, it's like extremely dark, like 20, 30 year period of his life. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's that's how the, <laughs> that's yeah. how the book, the getaway, ends. And this one, they're they're a lot more cheerful. Yeah, about there's it. some hope. They're going to the be fine. They seem happy. Every like at the this end, boring it's couple. happy. They dr- they drive off. They're stoked. Fucking Slim is stoked, even though he has he's to rich. walk a long way. But they he's start fine. playing semi charmed kind of life. <laughs> That'd be so <laughs> rad. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Tilly covers semi charmed life. Amazing. I'm never going to get tired of that. Lying on a belly face down on the mattress. Whoa. The forbidden verse. <laughs> so good. You guys are amazing. I love this show. Great show. Great show. Um, Why? How lucky do I get to be on my favorite podcast and my favorite YouTube show? Oh, you're living a semi-charmed kind of life. I'm living a semi-charmed kind of life. Hey, fully charmed. If only my dog was well-behaved. I don't have oh. a lot more lines. There's a funny part where um, it's just like funny to, to kind of watch out of context where Michael Madsen, it's, it's during the food fight sequence where, where they're throwing stuff back. And then the guy's like, guys, I really got to go to the bathroom. He's like, no. 
You pee your pants. <laughs> your pants. <laughs> then, it's just funny to hear Travis Michael Manson. Your Travis pants. also just keeps bringing up the parts of this that are the most nasty and the funniest <laughs> to me. It's, it's, yeah, it's nasty. You, you might like it. I don't happen to like it. Whatever. Uh, and, and then I also just wanted to point out that um, James Woods is doing the tooth-sucking thing that he does. He only does it once, but he does it all the time in The Specialist, where he'll say a funny line, or he'll be irritated and go... It's like a tick uh. that he does. It's really funny in the specialist. Like he 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 is more keyed up coke. James Woods in the specialist, but in this one, which says, would make sense for him doing the teeth sucking thing. Yeah, but he does it. He does it once or twice in this movie. I love too. a good teeth suck. Uh, ratings. Ratings. I'm gonna give this like okay. The the critic in me, the more responsible like cinephile in Throw me, is away. like is like <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> the, that's like this is like three and a half Judds. But I will, so that's what I'm going to give it. But I will say that, like, the experience of watching it this week was a four Judd experience. It hit just right. It hit the spot. Although I would not suggest that this is like a four star movie. It's a, it's just sturdy. But man, I it was, I it tasted real good this time. Hmm. Uh, and I think I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it four Douglases because of the copious nudity. Mm-hmm. The 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 truly heroic amount of on-screen fucking, mm-hmm. uh, and the cuckage, the the the, cuckage. the like the cucking very the very palpable glee that it takes in the cucking and the fucking. Absolutely. Uh, and 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 how delighted I was by that. <laughs> you know, like I'm adding the extras, maybe the extra half a Douglas because your uh, because reaction. I personally was into it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a four Douglas movie, I think. Um, and I'm going to give it, um, wow, what am I going to give it? I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 kittens. Yeah. Damn it. Great. Great. I was going to do that. (laughs) Ah, Well, I wanted to do it with the pregnant pause specifically. (laughs) (laughs) I want to give it, uh, I, I enjoy the, uh, I'm going to do it similarly conditional sort of thing where like I would like to like I kind of just don't like this movie mm-hmm. like the nastiness I, I, I so much time spent with Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger and I just <laughs> too find much they're time so boring they're so boring I can't, I can't look at them um I have no chemistry together in this movie um uh, but it's a three-star movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a three-judd movie. I mean, there's so much. Th- there's tons of action and great action and violence and sex. Yeah, it just really delivers the goods. You gotta, it, especially on this podcast when we're talking Juds. Yeah, you gotta give it up to it. This is it one of those things the like goods. it delivers the goods. I watched it and then, like I said, I had a delicious experience with it, and it was kind of like no notes, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that way, and and th- th- these are the deliverables you delivered them. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't turn around and go like, well, because of my own personal you've got, thing. You've got a fucking ethic here, Travis. I have. I'm an ethical man. My yeah. current, my truth is my currency. Yeah, as we all well know. Uh, I'm gonna give it four Douglases as well. I mean, it's just, just tons of sex and nudity and cuckage and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's de- like I said, delivering the goods. It's a delight. It's going for it. And then they and they they knew what they were doing, and then they hyped it up afterwards. Yeah, you'll get to see my wife's tits. You want to see my wife's tits? You're gonna get them in there. You could ball my wife if you want to. <laughs> if that means that this movie makes eighty thousand, eighty million in the box office, you got it. Yeah. Uh, the, the Baldwin's hosted SNL together um, to promote this movie. All three oh, of them? No, oh, ba- sorry, Bal- Baldwin and Basinger yeah. hosted oh. SNL together. I'm like, all three of the Baldwins we're talking about today hosted all SNL, the and they promoted only this movie? <laughs> where's Stephen? Where's Daniel? 
Uh, Baldwin. And, and there's a, they had Chris Farley uh, paired up with Kim Basinger, and at one point, I think he was like interviewing Cute. her. Was it a and Chris he, Farley show he, segment? I think it is the Chris. Where he's like that was awesome. This was I was reminded of this by a coworker. And I, and Did I Corey remind you of this? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Um, Hi, Corey. But um, but apparently it's it's Chris Farley goes like, do I get to so, something along the lines of she go her going like, yes, Chris, you get to see me naked in this movie. <laughs> so it was kind of like I, I'll even kick in, you know, the, the promotion of it was also a little bit Douglasy. Yeah. <laughs> favorite? Really Kim, like, what's your favorite Kim Basinger performance? <sighs> LA, is it L.A. Confidential? I'd have to give it to L.A. Confidential. I don't. She won an Academy Award for that, I think, just because people didn't think she was capable of being just regularly good. Also, because that movie is wildly overpraised. Oh, you think so? I mean, it's I mean, one of my I, I, also, favorite I think it's movies. a very good movie, but I also don't think it's like great. We have to do that at some point. I, I would put it in my top. What's your favorite? Or 30 favorite movies? I don't. I don't know. I I don't know how well versed I am on Kim Basinger. Oh. I've seen L.A. Confidential. I've seen this. Can you give me like three other ones she's been in off the top of your head? Final Analysis. Well, I really yeah. liked her in Final Analysis. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm not a big see. Kim head. I guess not a big Kim head. That's fine. I don't. Not my favorite. I Kim. will tell you what the correct answer is. Okay. Wayne's World Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Honey Hornet. So good. Yeah. Take me, Garth. Take you where I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Oh, and I'm going to give it um, 10 out of 10 uh, telephone condoms. Ooh, hey. nice. They yeah. are, they Did we even couple. talk about that? Yeah, he puts, we didn't talk they about that. Condoms he puts condoms all over, all over the hotel room. Yeah, they're just like stretching them over telephones. They're shooting them at each other. They're just having a good old time and, and, uh, and apparently having safe, safe sex. sex. Yeah. yeah, they are like, a couple of sociopaths go on the on a murderous rampage. They're wrapping it up. Yeah, Love that's it. good. Love safe sex. It. They're listening to TLC. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Okay, I'm going to give it four Judds because I really, really liked this movie. And like you guys said, it was just a great, solid action movie with, like, the action was there. The I feel like the characters, even though some of them weren't likable, they were they, they did their job. Everything was everything was good. Everything was fun. Loved Madsen and Tilly. I just had a really great time with this movie. I'm going to give it three Douglases instead of four because I feel like my personal Douglas scale, I require a little... Uh, a little more sleaze hey, to the Douglas. We're finding, ra- out a, we're finding out a whole new interpretation of the Douglas. This is what ra- we needed. This is the than, energy we needed. Uh, rather than just baseline hot hot sex or nudity, I feel like I need a yucky little... Yucky sex I, is okay, too. I Yeah, I feel like I need a little <laughs> more yuck and like factor to to increase the Douglas. I can't for me wait personally. to find out what what tips the Douglas scale. Well, the quiet Emily. was the was very. Oh, did Douglas-y. you give that one? I, gave it, okay. I gave it five. We Douglases. all gave it five Douglases. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I need a little. Oh, we need. I, to- I need something to not just be horny. I need it to also make me cringe a little bit. Oh, cringy for, for and Douglas. Horny. Yeah. Because I feel like that is Michael Douglas. Um, horny and cringy. Uh, and I will give it a 10-piece chicken nugget meal. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Yes. With all the condiments. Con- Con- most condom. Condiments. Condom. Mints. Hey, oh. Condom mints. Most of it ending up on the floor of a car. We <laughs> Speaking of the quiet, we forgot to do something at the top of the show that we should have done. Oh, Corrections Corner. Corrections Corner, yeah. Maybe we can re-edit this into the beginning of the show, but it doesn't matter. We... we Stupidly and falsely assumed that the director of The Quiet, Jamie Babbitt, was a cis dude. Mm. She is a lesbian lady. Yeah. Sorry. Still doesn't Which make her a good Doesn't director. make it a good director, but it's not nice, and we No, we should have done more research, and we saw- and, and, that, and, and we're that was, sorry. And that, I, I basically knew that, but that was me. I generally assume Matt knows more about movies no, than me. No, we were just. So I, I was like, oh, I guess I'm wrong. We just blew it, and that's my fault more than it's your fault, but it is our fault. 
And usually I don't give a stuff. Uh, give a stuff. What am I editing myself? <laughs> yeah. What is this TNT? Old Travis doesn't get a stuff <laughs> I don't about give that. A stuff about. Usually I don't give a shit. There's about, a like, snake in your boot right now. The occasional mistake <laughs> along the way. We're talking Someone's for three hours about yeah. nonsense movies, but that's a big one. That's a big one and a bad one. Sorry, Jamie. Yeah. So sorry, Jamie Babbitt. Good luck in your future endeavors. Hope you. Hopefully you will never make a movie as bad as The Quiet ever again. I don't know how you could. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of future endeavors, speaking of future love endeavors, our apology that ended with us insulting her. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. It's a, bad, it's a really bad, bad movie. Bad and maybe movie. it's not her fault, but it's still bad. Yeah. Um. And, and I'm sure she feels like it didn't work out the way she wanted it to. Either. Yeah. I'm sure her vision so. was better. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. We're done talking. About okay. It. So our next movie is oh man, quite oh, the corker. So happy. 1996's no. 1996 is 95's fair game. For Detective Max Kirkpatrick, rules are made to be broken. Let it go sly. For attorney Kate McQueen, making enemies is just part of the job. Married? No. Divorced? Boyfriend? Living with? Is this going anywhere? I'm just after a suspect profile. No one tried to kill me. This is Miami. I'm local. We only shoot the tourist. But someone wants to settle out of court. Tell me you got the woman next. I got her. All right, top of the stairs on the right. I want you to keep her away from all the windows. So what am I supposed to do? Figure out who's trying to kill you. She doesn't want his help. Do you have a problem with lawyers or something? He doesn't want the job. I'm a cop. Really? I'm a badge. They don't have a choice. With Cindy Crawford, the the Cindy Crawford starring vehicle fair game, and Billy Baldwin, (laughs) notably based on the same novel as the Sylvester Stallone movie Cobra. (laughs) But it has very little in common with Cobra. The movie. I was telling. For I was, instance, Billy Baldwin does not cut pizza with a with a pair of scissors or keep his gun cleaning <laughs> kit in an egg carton in the fridge. You guys, it, I need this, to watch Cobra. That you awesome. totally need to watch Cobra. <laughs> Absolutely. That's need all to you watch needed Cobra. to tell me. That sounds cool. This, but this movie is isn't that much. It's just as stupid as Cobra. Like it's, it's incredible. differently stupid. And but I but much like totally the, different. Kind much of like the getaway, the action in this movie is fucking great. This movie rules. Yeah, this I, is some I good action, good explosions. Lo- I basically loved this movie, and I, and I did. Not think that that was good. I remember again watching it for the exact same reason as the getaway because yeah. this is the same fucking time. I would have been sixteen or whatever. Yeah. 15, 16. You wanted to see an action movie. There was a promise of boobs. There's gonna be boobs in it. But like again, I, ha- I can't stress enough. Like when you grew up in the '90s, when you were a teenager in the '90s, you were spoiled. And oh, mo- this stuff came out like every this week. Came out all the time. So you see one like this. And you're just sort of like blah 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 spectacular action. Spectacular, and this this seemed totally expensive. nothing generic at the time. Like it you would have totally so generic, dismissed this. And then you wait for the Cindy Crawford nude scene, and you go, "That fucking sucked." Yeah. Uh, and you watch it now, and they, they don't make movies like this anymore. No. And you go, "Holy shit!" Yeah. This is so. This is so good. Stupid and short and fast paced, and then the action happens, and it's huge, and there's explosions yeah. and stunts, and you're and like, it's, "God it's damn!" Ninety minutes. Yeah, it's like, straight up ninety minutes. Front long. to back, ninety minutes. Like they were making a point. Oh my god! And it's just like because now movies like this don't ever get made. Like even the good stuff, like on Netflix or something. Like like um, like a movie that I really enjoyed was Ex- Extraction, the Chris Hemsworth one from a couple years ago. Yeah. Like that's that's my idea of like a sturdy, like no bullshit, let's go action movie. That stuff used to come out every fucking Friday. Yeah, we don't didn't we don't have, have to have be it. in the summer. Could come out in fucking. 
September. It could come out in the middle of nowhere. You'd, I'd be in the yeah. theater every weekend watching a movie like this. This is rated really low on Letterboxd. So you guys, it's oh, like, it was you considered guys need to terrible. Take a it's notorious. Back. It's a notorious flop. I thought it was terrible at the time. Me too. It was an embarrassment. Yeah, I was like, this and sucks. it is terrible. Well, Andrew, it's really it looks stupid. like the director only directed this. Uh, he, yeah, he has four writing credits on a television show and a weird like sound credit on something recently. Yeah. And this is the only directing credit he's got. I don't know what happened to this guy, Andrew Sipes. Yeah. If anyone knows what happened Andrew, to Andrew Sipes. Andrew, are you Sipes, listening right now? Andrew? Tell me. It's a quintessential jo- Joel Silver movie. Did, like That's oh what I think. Is like, did Joel Silver like hire this guy because he could basically take dictation and then bullied him out of the industry? Because Joel Silver is like a notorious prick. Absolutely. But so like maybe yeah, that's he it. He looks like one too. But like <laughs> this guy, if if he was just taking dictation and letting the second unit guys shoot the action, I mean that was a great decision. Look at I Joel wanna, Silver. Yeah, I mean look he at his dick face. He doesn't look that good anymore, probably. <laughs> In any case, uh, this movie has it would be a, it would be a classic if it weren't for one huge glaring problem at the center of it. Which is that it stars William Baldwin and Cindy Crawford, and they're terrible. I, I don't know. I think so it's all pretty. Of a piece. She's very pretty. She's I, so pretty. I also think it's kind of genius because Cindy Crawford is uh, under no illusions about her acting ability, and she wasn't at the time. They threw her. They threw her into stupid this stupid money. Baldwin, however, like it was a stupid is money not thing. believable as a grizzled tough guy cop. But Baldwin's terrible in this. He's but, terrible. Like it's it's actually kind of great because Cindy Cindy Crawford's like her first role. She's yeah. she's the lead. They're, they're definitely evenly matched. Her first acting and she's a lead in a movie and and it's actually really genius that they didn't pair I don't think it's intentional. Right. Um but it but it, in in retrospect it's genius that they did not pair her with someone who's going to like blow her out of the water in every scene. Yeah. If anything he's just as good an actor as she is. Oh, yeah, I would say that. But he's kind he's of a bad. He's kind of a charisma vacuum. At least in this movie, well, he's terrible. When we do backdraft eventually, we'll talk about that <laughs> this in, in greater detail because he's like a huge black hole at the center of the galaxy. Yes, like, like no joy can escape a Billy Baldwin performance. <laughs> Maybe he's a very nice guy. I don't know, but at the time, I, I remember even at the time being like, "Get this fucking guy get this out fucking of the guy out of here!" I'm watching this going like, "Can't we get Alec?" He was here? in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He he was a legit like movie star. I think mostly because he was like a pretty boy. He was, was handsome. Like, yeah, get that pretty guy. We got we got Cindy Crawford. Who's pretty? Who's a pretty guy? Billy Baldwin. Sure, whatever. Get him in there. Yeah, it's like it's almost like we couldn't get like you know. Obviously, we were never gonna get like Schwarzenegger or Stallone in a movie like this. But like, you know, we got to get somebody who could believably pull Cindy Crawford. Yeah, seems to be the agenda here. Like it doesn't matter if he can act. And they don't dick around with that, that that much. They don't do the whole sort of like they hate each other at first, and then no. they're like at the moment that they meet, they're like, "We're gonna fuck we're each gonna other, bone, right?" right? Like, at some look point, at us, look yeah. at us, we're gonna fuck. Especially because she shows up at the police station like doing her high powered lawyer stuff, like in her like sports active wear, like looking yeah. all hot. And to their credit, Cindy Crawford uh, is not playing a scientist or a doctor. In no, this. she's playing a very good lawyer. A lawyer, you're like, all right, yeah, I can, okay, yeah, it's not Christmas Jones. <laughs> Although I will defend Christmas Jones. I also wanted to point out another one of the things that I thought, I mean, I think, I'm not sure I have any notes for this movie. I really liked it. I oh, mean, yeah. uh, and you got to keep in mind, I am in some ways appreciating, in many ways appreciating this ironically. Sure, sure. But I, I mean, like, like is, with The Getaway, this is going to be a conditional rating at the end. Absolutely. But I do think the action is genuinely great. I in agree. This. Yeah. But, um, but I'm like, I'm gleeful watching this whole way through. But I, uh, one of the things I thought was just so stupid and so funny is okay, Cindy Crawford, supermodel. I mean, you can't underestimate, you can't overestimate how huge Cindy Crawford was yeah. at this time. The Michael Jordan of modeling. Yes. Fucking enormous. Yes. And uh and so they make it's it reminds me of 
the scenes in Knockoff with Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah. Where he is not playing you a mean basketball double player. Team. Double team, double team. He is not playing a basketball player in this movie. He has nothing to do and, with his and character. Yet, has nothing and yet to there's do with like basketball. basketball motifs all over and it. And people are going like, that's what gets time out for you or you better throw a free throw. <laughs> remember remember when they skydive and, his, and he lands in a giant basketball? <laughs> Amazing. Just, you're like, I get it, but I also don't get it. You One know of the mean? greatest movies of all time, by the way, Double and, Team. And so with Cindy Crawford, they're constantly like making cracks about how hot she is. Yes. Because she's a supermodel, but it's like, and this all the, is like, a movie. They're not even cracks, though. It's like the guys are like, oh, va, va, voom, like the Dan Hedaya part where he's like, maybe we could have a little, uh, you know, sex at lunch. But it's extra funny because hey 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 shh that's lily barking at emily coming back into the room but it's extra funny because uh, because this is a movie and it's not weird for a hot lady to be in a movie right it, it fucking salma hayek is in this that's movie. what i was gonna say like what's what's funnier to me is that like you know he hangs out with cindy crawford the whole imagine? time and she's supposed to be super hot and it's like but your ex-girlfriend is fucking salma hayek okay and here's the thing though they did salma so dirty in this oh yeah she gets they, to play they, like the shrewish came, ex-girlfriend yeah they gave her zero to do besides being the like crazy latina ex-girlfriend oh, and they never sure. even brought her back later i was like well she's got to have some point in all this like she's got to play a part yeah they just fucking didn't no, she, she was just there to be she's hot. just she's a hot mess like literally a hot mess honestly this movie is pretty douchey so i'm honestly kind of glad they didn't bring her back to like killer well the good thing right, where she, like, fucking the, the irony is that she will be back on this episode she's coming back baby in any case but i did want to point since we're on salma so she she is introduced she's just this you know this movie you know this character in these kinds of movies where he's like the tough guy <laughs> cop at his office and he's doing tough guy shit and then she shows up and is like you need to get all your stuff out of my house I'm breaking up with you and I'm humiliating you in front of your friends and shit like that and he's like and everybody's like ho 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 whoa better get a hold of your lady there Billy Baldwin he's like oh this is so embarrassing <laughs> and then at a certain point the whole, the whole thing is he just won't for some reason he just won't pick his stuff up, stuff up yeah. out of her this is his fault to a certain extent yeah but when she, she drives so, all of his shit up to all, the, it's all the cool. cops there's like 30 cops they're gathered in front they're like on a fork the fourth story looking down at the street and they're like hey billy baldwin come check this out she's got a truck she's she's got all this stuff in the back of the truck she drives it down the street and parks it and she's like you didn't come pick up your stuff and they're like oh what's she gonna do now hits it in reverse and then slams, slams on, on the, the brakes, brakes. Yeah. all the stuff goes shooting out of the car out of the truck onto a taxi cab <laughs> it smashes guy. up the taxi cab and then the guy gets out and then she gets up and starts she picks up like a stick and starts smashing it, and you're like, she's broken like eight different laws. Yeah, all, and all the cops, cops are just, just going like, <laughs> you're in the doghouse now, bro. Yes, you're in yeah. the doghouse. You're like, somebody put this woman in jail, <laughs> <laughs> or give her a fine. She smashed. She fucked up that guy's car. Before we move off of this uh, subject, because it's we're talking about how Salma Hayek before she was like super famous is in this movie this movie has a really good supporting cast oh yeah like Billy Baldwin and Cindy Crawford not very good but you also have like Miguel Sandoval Stephen Burkoff mm-hmm. Sama Hayek Burkoff who uh, else you will you will know Stephen Burkoff oh, is Don, the main Don Hedaya or Dan, Hedaya, Dan Hedaya Christopher McDonald Burkoff um, is the main bad guy from yeah. Beverly Hills Cop so this movie's gonna yes and Rambo anytime he and turns Octopussy. up and Octopussy and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo yes he's a he's girl not, with he's a dragon not a bad guy he's in not that. the bad guy in that but yeah He's in Barry Lyndon. He's a fucking oh, legend. It. So, so love just, a Lyndon. Just him appearing in this, I'm going like, wee! Yeah. So, like, really cool supporting... I'm probably leaving some people out, but really good supporting guys. Oh, uh, the hacker dude, who's the bad guy hacker, is the bartender from Fight Club. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jeanette Goldstein is in this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, as, like, a, you know, like, awesome hit lady. Yeah, um, that's right. I mean, like, 
is an embarrassment this of riches. This movie just here. keeps coming at you. It's yeah. so much fun. I I highly recommend this movie. Yeah, uh, very good shit. Uh, anyway, so what happens in this movie? What happens in this movie is Cindy Crawford is a high powered lawyer, and she is trying to do deal with some like shady real estate thing that involves this boat that's like docked in the harbor. Yeah, right? we can't like it's confusing. It's a little how confusing. She's tied I all didn't. This. I texted you guys afterwards, and I was like, "Was I supposed to know why they were targeting Cindy Crawford?" Because I feel like it's one. Of, it's pretty me, nebulous. To me, this movie was like a a dessert with like so much fucking whipped cream and toppings on it that you <laughs> right. kind of forget what the dessert at its core was. What am I eating? There's one cookie. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what am I fucking eating? I mean, it's really sugary and like it's pretty good. Is this but a cake? like, yeah. is it a pie? But like, what was this again? There's Ice one. There's one cookie at the bottom of all that yeah, whipped cream, and cookie. it's a cookie crisp cookie. It's <laughs> like it's not an actual cookie. It's, it's a like cookie, a cereal. cereal it's cookie. a cookie crisp. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie crisp. <laughs> Uh, but so what the reason that they're targeting her is because she's involved in this real estate deal, which is like Dan Hedaya's like shady client. Dan Hedaya, baby. And there's this boat that's docked in the harbor or like land or like not landlocked or not, but stuck in the stuck in the harbor. And um, she's trying to get on there and search it because like some evidence might be on there that will get her to be able to prosecute or whatever, succeed in her lawsuit against Dan Hedaya's client. But it turns out that the bad guys are using that boat to tunnel into like the underground internet cable, and like do all their ha- their bank hacking that they're gonna do. Yes, they're using it as their home base. It's just couldn't they have made more of a direct line? Why I, is it so convoluted for this and, movie? And Probably because they, they had a boat, and they were like, "We gotta use this. We gotta boat. use yeah, this boat. We gotta sure, explode but this like, boat." The thing they is, have they just don't been ever like A to B. Instead they of, don't ever actually explain any of this. It just sort of becomes clear to you. At a certain point, you just have to go. This she's got Whatever. something that they ugh, they want. For a while, I, I was like, "Is she gonna turn out to be?" Bat, like, like, or like, a even agent more or evil than them. No, yeah. no, no, they're not. Doing and then twists. It was, I was like, "Is that what's happening?" Because Cindy Crawford really would have had to understand. sell that too. And then that's that not happening. happening. Um, so that's why this is happening. She's to a her. civil defense lawyer. Yes. I want to point out she's the the one. You're gonna get a scene where she's being lawyery and showing how lawyery she can be. And that scene is, of course, with Dan Hedaya. Do the Dan Hedaya voice, rules. by the way. But this is this is the line, and you gotta love Call this. Her. He's Carla, where have you been? I had to cancel my lunch with Donnie Trump. Oh no! Donnie Trump. <laughs> Even in 1995, he was a he was Donald a Trump was, so, was socializing with scumbags like Dan Hedaya's like scummy lawyer character. In this and Dan Hedaya, like, does we any, elected him president. Does anybody play a sleazy lawyer better than Dan fucking Hedaya? That's Dan Hedaya, I mean, Jesus absolute, Christ! An absolute. Gem. Not only can he play, th- like, I love that. Like, this is 1995, so like, pretty much the exact same time he's playing this scumbag lawyer who's saying like dirty shit to Cindy Crawford. He's, he's also Cher's dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ripley, want you to get that alien. And when oh. was when was Night at the Roxbury? Oh God, I don't remember. I've never seen that. You haven't? Nope. Oh, he's in that too. Well, I'm, I mean, he's I'm sure I'm sure he's lovely in it. <laughs> A great actor. Is he still alive? I oh, so. I gotta look this up. I feel like I would have heard, right? I feel like maybe he passed away. God. All right, here we go. I got in it. In the news. Yeah, motherfucker's still alive. Yeah, how yeah. old is he? How old he's is he? 82. What's the last thing he's done? Fuck then? yeah, Dan Hedaya. <laughs> is he still working? He was in Myra Breckenridge. What? Uh, what are those sounds you made? Except he was in two movies uh, in 2021. Great. Called Slap Face and the God Committee. Slap of course. Face was good. Oh, okay. Yep. It was, it's a horror movie. I, actually, it might not be good, but I really liked it. My favorite Dan Hedaya role, not Clueless, not even Joe versus the Volcano. Wow. Not Cheers. Jesus. It's Clint Eastwood's partner in Tightrope. 
Well, huh. <laughs> well, pretty good. You got a lot of oil on you there, Clint Eastwood. Uh, anyway. I got to give it to Joe versus the Volcano. But I we mean, can't make this. I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? I wish. I wish this was the Hedayas <laughs> killing us, but. Uh, we should do We should do a Dan Hedaya themed episode of this. There's got to be a way. I'd be down. I'm, sure there's, there's I'm sure there's a way to do it. Uh, so let's, we'll solicit some suggestions for the, tri- the yes. Dan Hedaya. The Dan Hedaya the Dead. Hedaya the Dead. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I mean, he's in it for three minutes and steals the show. Steals, steals the, the show, show. Like, yeah. What a fucking guy. Oh, what, a, what a great actor. Anyway, uh, so at the beginning of this movie, Cindy Crawford is like out for a morning run, and somebody does a drive-by on her, and she gets she, is, she escapes. so violent right out of the gate. Yeah, she escapes. The opening credits is Cindy Crawford running. For a long time. For a long time. Oh, it's very Baywatchy. Yeah, yeah, Baywatch type shit. Very silhouette. And then it concludes and it says like directed by whoever and then it's just like, wow, here we go. And she's like wounded but not badly and she escapes with her life and then she's at the police station you know, like filing a report about the incident Mm -hmm. and and that's where we're introduced to Max who is uh, Billy Baldwin, who is the cop, who is going to be assigned by his cantankerous chief... Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin, Christopher McDonald, fucking Thelma's husband from Thelma and Louise. God, what a, what Jack a movie. Just like a guy who's like, a com- a, like the commensurate movie-ass Jack. Oh, love him. I fucking love this guy. He's also He also, by the way, took over the Robert De Niro role in a series of midnight-run TV movies. <laughs> wow. Weird. Yeah. We, very weird. And he's currently to be seen as Gene Smart's ex-husband uh, husband on Hacks. Love Hacks. Anyway, uh, he assigns Max to like keep an eye on this hot babe mm-hmm. for some reason. Because Max, she's, she's going to have to keep an eye on this hot babe. What? A target that? for some reason. She's a target for reasons that nobody, including the people who wrote this movie, knew. But you, you ever see Cobra? It's that. Detectives like Billy Baldwin, they hate lawyers. Oh, like Cindy oh God. Because he's all man. And civil lawyers like Cindy And he's Cindy just Crawford trying to get it. He's just trying to straighten out his credit so he can buy that condo. <laughs> and probably buy a bunch of new stuff since this shit got his all destroyed. shit got all destroyed, yeah. So, but anyway, so these these hackers led by Stephen Burkhoff, these hacker terrorist heist guys are trying to kill Cindy Crawford. That's the whole movie. Yeah. In like, yeah, various ways. And her and Billy Baldwin are... Are doing a little getaway of their own, trying yeah. to get away from. It's a little everything. road trippy at times. Mm-hmm. There's constant action throughout the and whole. It takes thing. place in Florida. It takes place in Florida. Filmed and takes place there. Uh, you guys, what is Billy Baldwin's deal? Uh, he's a bad actor. Like, he's the pretty what, Baldwin. It, what was okay? So he's the pretty one. That's what I was. I was trying to. We're talking about which he, in the nineties here. Which in this movie, yes, he is very pretty. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to. I was thinking about all the Baldwins. <laughs> just thinking of them, and I was like, what are the other ones like? Think, and, then, and then what? Stevens like the white trash Stevens one. Stevens the the goofy stoner there's, one. There's Daniel who is the like loudish drunk. He's the fat one. Yeah, yeah. Travis told me about him. Yeah. That he was well. He, he said he, he was, was on, a fat one. He was a good actor for a while. He was on Homicide. He was very That's good. That's right. On that show. He was on an actual respectable TV show. Okay. But he's also like two of the two of the Baldwin's are MAGA, and two of the Baldwin's are not. Bad, and he's not one of the MAGA guys. ones. He's one of the MAGA. It's Billy ones. and Alec are not MAGA. Stephen. Well, no, there's a different Stephen Baldwin who's MAGA. Wait, what? That's the guy from Firefly. But Daniel Baldwin is MAGA as well. I believe Daniel and Baldwin, Baldwin is MAGA. There's two is Stephen Baldwins, one's no, not a real Baldwin. There's a fake Stephen, there's a fake Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin. Okay, so my God, the one from Firefly. That guy's MAGA. He's, but but all, but these two, Mag, these two but, Baldwins are but also MAGA. But IRL Stephen Baldwin is also oh, for MAGA? for sure. Yeah, he's a Bible thumper. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. All right. I, okay, so Billy Baldwin was the hot one, or he was the pretty one. Alec was the cool hot one, and Stephen was the, the jokery, kind of trashy one. Alec is the Ur Baldwin. He's the talented one. Okay. He's yeah. the one who is an actual respected actor. 
Well, and and the rest of them. I mean, even though they they had their they all had their moments. Even Stephen is good in the Usual Suspects, which yeah. is it's wild seeing him yeah. be good in something. Uh, they, they, like Stephen and Daniel are fighting it out to see who's the least who's the least of the Baldwins, and William at least. I mean, I feel like Daniel get, Daniel lost that fight. I think so. Would you wait? Who's your guys' favorite Baldwin? Alex. Alex? I mean, Al- I okay. mean, no man who starred in the Hunt for an October could be my least favorite. Yeah, Baldwin. okay. And we did Miami Blues recently too. Like Alec Baldwin has. Yeah, I has really love Miami Blues. That stuff. movie's so much fun. Yeah, yes. Alec Baldwin is a very good as much actor. As, as much as a trash human being as he is, he's been genuinely great. Okay, like between, between Stephen and Billy, who's your favorite? Who do you like better? Oh, God, God, man, that's tough. I'll just shitty. give it to uh, William because I think that he's. I will say no. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna call it a draw because William has been in better movies, but he's terrible in them. Yeah. And Stephen is okay in a lot of shit. Okay. Interesting. Stephen okay, cool. Did a, did I like. Whole, thank you for. Stephen did a whole campaign. That's the whole point. You can look. You can look this video up. Stephen did a whole campaign. This is probably like ten years ago because his career was floundering, and it was like through his religious networks or something like that, where he was like, "If you give money to Stephen Baldwin, you'll be supporting an actual Christly man who's in Hollywood trying to change things from the inside." Jesus and it was Christ. just like, "Give money to Stephen Baldwin because he's a struggling actor, and how many Christian actors are there out there? We need to give money too many to a Christian actor." Christian Christianify Hollywood it's, You again. can find this video on YouTube. It's very embarrassing. Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, the Baldwins, a very, a very sad family. So, the, like Billy Baldwin, sort of becomes a little bit obsessed with with uh, Cindy Crawford. He's like, I'm going to go keep an eye on this lady. Cindy Crawford goes home. She doesn't realize oh, that, that, that guys are like totally out to get her. Oh. Hi, sweetheart. Uh, she doesn't realize that she's being stalked by the bad guys who have planted a bomb yes. in her television. And set. she's talking to her cat, and she goes, "Don't you want to watch headline news? Do you want to watch midnight, like midnight news? Because it was at night, or the Daily News, or something? I no, she, she says headline news. Headline news. news? Okay, which, which, which at the time, FYI, was a 24-hour news channel, but it wasn't like CNN. They had a 30-minute news program that would repeat every half hour That's for right. like four or five hours yeah. and then like at noon they would have a new one at six they would have a new one but it would repeat all day interesting yeah so, so that's what like she's proto- watching okay cool and then her cat like goes meow and like runs through the house yep. and she's like guess you didn't guess that's a no and then she goes to turn on the tv <laughs> she and goes the tv explodes. well no she goes it's not like it'll kill you oh yes yeah. yes and then she turns <laughs> on the tv and the tv explodes and by the way people i'll be posting this this stunt is fucking incredible. We didn't know what we had. This stunt woman is on the balcony of this big house right on the water next to a marina and she it's a huge wire pole and they yank her off this balcony at top fucking speed. She looks like a rag doll. She looks like a rag doll. When I first saw this I was like is that a dummy or is that a stunt woman and I tweeted about it and it's a real it's a stunt woman like I can find you an interview on YouTube where she talks about this. Badass. Wow. Badass. And, um, and she just fucking pirouettes through the air. It's beautiful. There's a huge slow motion explosion fireball thing. And as it as the as the shots cut to like wider angles and different angles, you can see the stunt woman still in the air, plummeting. She splashes into the water. It's like three or four shots. One of the greatest stunts I think has that has ever been captured on film. R.I.P. to the cat who didn't want to watch the news, by the <laughs> Seriously. way. Seriously. But this like I would put I would put this up there with like the guy getting launched out of the dune buggy in the road warrior, like f- <laughs> like flipping toward <laughs> the camera. I always put the um 
the uh, waterfall jump and kiss the girls up there too. Oh That's yeah, possibly the most irresponsible. Maybe eh, the road warrior one's pretty fucked up too. But like as far as putting a human being's life at risk for us, <laughs> absolutely just, insane. What? Just like an amazing stunt. This is also just quintessential action movie logic too, because in in movies like this, if you don't get hit directly with the fireball and land in water, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be okay. She's like, the fireball is like a foot away from her, so she's fine. And like, this is like compounded by like, there's also a bad guy shooting at her, and Billy Baldwin's there, and so there's a shootout, and Billy Baldwin does the like slow mo dive with the pistol. Yeah, we get a slow mo Billy Baldwin dive. Oh, man. It's like, and I gotta say, like, this movie is packed with pretty sturdy action, but you have just witnessed its peak. Like, nothing in the rest of the movie is as good as this one moment. That's true. Yeah. But it keeps going. But there's lots of there's lots, there's of lots of good more shit. explosions. Yeah, there's lots of good stuff here. It's an act. It's, this is a full on action movie. Yeah. I mean, the line between we've we've discussed before the line between action movies and thrillers this is like a nebulous one and stuff. But I'll, honestly, I think all three of these are more technically action movies than thrillers. Whatever. I think so. What are I you think so. Do? Yeah, like you said, the through line though, the cookie at the bottom of all the fucking whipped cream of action is yeah. is at its core thriller i guess or a mystery i mean it's a it's a quintessential thriller like the guy protecting the lady and they're on the run and then the guys are after her for a re- like you, you could just boil it down to like hitchcock tropes and stuff like that that they happen to like fill out with like car chases and and gun battles and stuff like yeah that. but but this movie just it, this movie is one of those action movies that is like if we don't have an action scene every 10 minutes then we're fucking up like people are gonna start tuning out, so or people are gonna start realizing they don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> like me, it took me till the end, and I was like, "Wait, do we ever figure out why the fuck they were targeting?" I was, my ears were like, I was re- like really paying attention to to hear I the explanation. I, was, I also thought I was, yes, but you I know, don't feel I could satisfied. not have been. Um, and because we get all these like little tidbits, we're like, okay, KGB, there's Russian people, there's bull- the bullets have the three on them, the three's not a three, it's a fucking oh, whatever, whatever, stuff. enhance, enhance, whatever. Um, uh, uh, Billy Baldwin keeps calling his his cousin who works at the detective office. Is that what you call them? She, the fr- forensics, <laughs> yeah, sort and, of. And she's basically his computer research girl just all-purpose sort of like learning she's cool lab she, I, like I like her a lot yeah she's really good i don't remember the actor's name neither um but she's really fun and and actually that's like one of the few demerits even though this is it's like the way these movies are is you kill off the characters that you like and stuff yeah but she's like one of the few people that is sincerely shines through and you're like i like her character yeah and then they're like we brutally murdered right your, your relative and you're like jeez all right great Jody Kirkpatrick. Oh yeah, and she's, Jody. She's the, played the, by. The, is she like the Emmy or Johan something like that? Like basically, an all, she's tech, I think forensics. Oh, it looks but like she's in like happiness. All-purpose knowledge. She was in happiness. Uh, quiz show. Margaret. Margaret. She, she just gets to be kind of like a little badass. Hysterical and She's like blindness. having phone calls, and then they fucking murder her. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay. I mean, I know it's this what happens in these movies. Kind of like the uh, well, I guess we we'll got to it with the girlfriend and fled. Also, it's like just unceremoniously whacked. Yeah, and then also Billy Baldwin's best friend gets killed in the car in the parking garage. That's Jammer from the Abyss. That's right. Oh. Wearing a toupee. He's in a ton of stuff. He's also in Nixon. He plays a, yeah. a Russian in Nixon. Yep. Interestingly. Good stuff. That scene where they like shoot him in the fucking dick and then, <laughs> and then shoot him again in the head is terrible. The yeah, casual I mean. nihilism. This is one of those 90s action movies with casual nihilism in it, like yeah. cliffhanger. Like, why is this so nasty and mean? Yeah. I'm like, so, I'm so <laughs> glad it is. And in this case, I agree with you. This is a thing. This is another thing that is missing from modern action movies is that, like, that, like, that ne- glee needle- and violence. Needless cruelty. Yeah. 
Because, like, why why just shoot a guy in the fucking head when you can just shoot his dick off first? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why not? For some reason. So, so, like, a 13-year-old boy in the theater can go, yeah! yeah that's exactly that's why. That's it. A 13-year-old boy <laughs> who should not be seeing R-rated movies. But this movie was made for him. <laughs> Absolutely it was, and I saw it several times. What a business. Yeah. They they go to this hotel, and they're like, well, like her and these guys that B- Billy Baldwin has kind of, like, put together to, his like, buddies pr- protect, who are cops. protect her. And she takes a shower, and they're all arguing over, like, who's going to order pizza or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I'll just order pizza. And she uses her credit card, which allows these, these to hackers, track down, yeah. hackers to <laughs> track so to track her. to figure this out. Dude, and they do it multiple times throughout this movie, use her credit card. And each time, I'm like, oh, they're doing this on purpose, and they're going to, like, throw it off. But no, she's just using her fucking credit it's just, card. It's just, this movie's from a time where people didn't immediately understand that you could be tracked that they're, way. They're like, these expert hackers they, have seriously? never, ever seen Well, there's a part like late in the movie where they do this and get found out, and Billy Baldwin's like... The oh, they're lines. tracking the phone lines in the credit card. Well, they do that again too. There's when, like twenty when he, minutes left in the movie yeah. when he figures it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's crazy. He also makes a, a similar realization when he he checks the badge of the F, the fake FBI, and he's like, "Oh, right, they had a badge." And then later, he's like, "I I did everything right. I checked their badge." It was they're perfect. They're like they're perfect con men. Yeah. And it's like, no, they have you never seen a fake ID before? Right. Or like later on in the movie they're where perfect. the bad guys find out that Billy Baldwin has Lojack on his car and they're like, We can track him with that. So, and then like he and they even and, say that it's very rare. And, and Billy yeah. Baldwin's got it. And they do and they do track him that way and then like later and Billy like, Baldwin's Damn it, like they were tracking they were with tracking that. my they were tracking my <laughs> tracking device. Why did I get that thing? I'm one of a million one in a million people who has yeah. this fucking there's, thing. There's there's a really there's a Jackie Chan movie called Mr. Nice Guy and um, I saw this I saw it when it came out in America in the theaters and it was dubbed but um, there's a scene in the movie where Jackie is like being sort of ransomed by these bad guys they like want him to do a thing so that he can I don't know I, for, I totally forget the circumstances of it but they're like don't let the police know that we're making you do this stuff of course, he tells the police, and the police are like staking out the whole thing. But it's like forty guys all in the same area with suits with earpieces, right? <laughs> and the bad guys are like, "He fucking called the cops on us," you know. The deal's off, and and Jackie is or Jackie or one of the cops is like, "They they they found us out. Who knew they were so smart?" And it's that kind of thing. It's just like, how did they track us? Maybe it was with my tracking device on my car. They're also using like a heat sensor when these people. Yeah, are... they got like a thermal. De- That's like, great. And like, and like Billy Baldwin takes his someone like flushes the toilet so his shower goes cold, so he like comes off of the map of heat sensor. Yeah. And I don't think that's how. It works. For, and, and, for, and it manages to keep him like five degrees, yeah. stewing in his own juices. And there's there's like I don't know a, a couple of minutes where he's off their map because he's cold. Because yeah, he's what? In a this is like how cold. This is, the scene, this is the scene where he's showering in, with his pants on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very. Fun. And then there's a really <laughs> good scene where they they shoot one of the bad they shoot one of the good guy cops and the cop like as he's dying it fires his gun into the air and the bullet goes through the floor into the shower where Billy Baldwin that's how Billy Baldwin's alerted that the bad guys are yeah, there and he springs out of the shower his pants are already on and it's action time and he kills like three or four guys he's the best he's really good at it. Uh, there's a there's a part before the, all the shit goes down. There's two funny pizza related scenes. One of them is like the <laughs> Chris Rock the is people, not a pizza delivery guy. In this, the people though. who are surveilling her, she orders another pizza from the place that they've got her account because she orders so much pizza. Oh and yeah. like the bad guy. Oh, it's Jeanette Goldstein shows up goes, as a fake pizza delivery lady. But someone goes, Maron, how does she eat so much and stay so skinny?" The classic, like, "No, she's not one of these girls who like watches what she eats. She she's cool. Eats pizza. She She'll drink a she beer. Likes headline news." <laughs> She'll drink a beer. <laughs> All that stuff. Just and, then there, and then there's like, She's a 90s woman. 
You said you said that the part with the uh, the house exploding. Maybe this is my favorite part. Uh, but this is where one of the Russian guys, like sh- uh, the the pizza guy, is trying to get to her door, <laughs> and then the Russian guy like blocks his way. <laughs> one of the Russian agents blocks his way, and the guy goes, "Move your car! My pizzas are getting cold." And he goes, "Duh!" And so are you. <laughs> Shoot the pizza guy. Did you get the Domino's pizza line, though? Duh. And so, is there another... I, uh, what is it? What was the Domino's line? <laughs> the The lady comes up with the pizzas. Oh, and, yeah. And the guy, the, guy, the guy comes up, and he, he opens the, the door, and I guess they're a little late, and he goes, if, you were, if this was Domino's, I'd be getting a discount right now. And she goes, if this was Domino's, you'd be alive right now. Oh, and then yes. <laughs> it's these two setups. <laughs> this is what I, I love, action movie, like, one-liner setups. Uh-huh. This is my favorite one of all time is in Die Hard 2. Where the guy goes, hey, what do I look like to you? Which yeah. is a thing we always say. The guy goes, a sitting duck. It's, Robert, it's Patrick. Robert Patrick. And he goes, a sitting duck. It's like, if you say something that clunky and weird, yeah. like, of course someone's going to say that back and blow your brains out. Yeah. What do I look like can to I, you? Can I, have a, can I have a word, Colonel? You can have two. Fucking, Fucking you. you. Nice. Uh, one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time, no Die pictures, Hard No pictures, you too. pinko bitch. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm so Another excited. great Joel Silver production, by the way. What a what a guy. What a great film. What a tr- what tremendous a scumbag. What a hero. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, he's the he's one of the quintessential like sleazebags. I would I mean, say that I he mean, is the ultimate you. 90s. I mean, maybe I mean, the, I, even more than Bruckheimer and Simpson, I think Silver is the best uh, action producer. I think of the he 90s. had more personality than either one of those guys because well, he's he's yeah. he is. Well, like he, the, nobody had more personality than Don Simpson. Uh, yeah. I mean, the there's man, nothing fun about the him, man though. spent. Like literally tens of thousands of dollars a month on pills and getting his his dick large enlarged. Uh, all kinds of things. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's oh a boy. real nightmare. Have you? There's a podcast that's all about Don Simpson and it's like 30 episodes long. What is it called? Funny. I can't funny? remember right now. The Cohen brothers like worked with him on the Hudsucker Proxy and they had that's like Joel a, Silver. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm talking about Joel Silver. Yeah. Uh, but they had like a funny line about that because they were they were these indie darlings and. Uh, and people were like, "What was it like working with this famous like scumbag Hollywood yeah. guy?" And they were like, "It's he's very entertaining. Like I don't know. I mean, I under, I understand what your guys' complaints with him is, but be in a room with him, it's fun. Yeah, like he's <laughs> like a he's like he is what his reputation is. And if you actually meet this, it's fun. It's quite a it's quite, quite a thing a to see happen. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, I mean. There's really not much left in the movie as far as like narrative. This is all it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, we need they, to get to the sex scene. They of move. Course. They move from car chase to car chase. There is a that really good car chase where they got they've got like it's Billy Baldwin's awesome. on the to- uh, thing on the tow truck. Stunts and stunts, super and explosions good. and there's yeah, money. Stop explosions. There's the uh, the parking garage car chase where like the one car that's parked just suddenly explodes for no reason. <laughs> And the bad guys have like these explosive shotgun shells, so everything's blowing up. That's right. The special shotgun that also has the the, the thirty three on it that is also a uh, Cyrillic alphabet code that also. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Who even cares? Yeah. Oh. And yeah, and then like they they get they start riding the rails. They get onto a train and they they bone while Dude, they're on the, the train. Sex train. Oh, and the and the the part where like they're they're fucking and Cindy Crawford grabs the gun and shoots the bad guy is like chef's kiss. That's, Dude, this that's is also great. where you get to see another full Baldwin butt. Yeah. And Cindy Crawford's and Cindy boobs. Crawford they and make Crawford's they make boobs. damn sure to show a shot with her face and her boobs, so you, so you know it's not you a body. Know it's not a body because this is real mercenary shit. And I would also like to point out that um, when I would watch this, when I probably rented this the first time, it was exclusively to watch this scene. Right. And now when I watch it these these days, it's my least favorite part. Yeah, of this except this for the is ending, so boring. Except for the <laughs> ending when she shoots the guy topless, that's great. But the scene is just the lighting is tedious. Yeah. It's 
It's an really nothing to look to at. It. And it's you, very. It's too long. It's too long. Yeah, they yeah. don't have any chemistry. I mean, it's not a problem that they don't have chemistry. They don't with each have other. any chemistry, really. Well, yeah, I mean, who cares? But you can't have until this You part. can't have chemistry with two glasses of water. I mean, it's like. <laughs> but I mean, like Alec Baldwin and uh, what's her face had chemistry. That's because I, they're in a tumultuous, awful marriage <laughs> yeah, where they right. hated each other's guts. Yeah. Of course, yeah. they have chemistry. And I don't think they have chemistry. That, that's, they have more chemistry than these guys, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is this is a this, this is an instance of putting like two. This is an instance of putting like two uh, very good-looking people together and being like right. they have to have chemistry. They're hot, both of them. They're you hot. Know? Yeah, but they they don't. They push them together. Come on, go kiss, 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 <laughs> kiss, kiss. Yeah. Um. But the but there's also this this leads to some of the some of the stupidest stuff in the entire movie. And this is what happens in cheapo, shitty, indifferently made movies like this, where, um, like, the action isn't indifferent, but I mean, like, they're indifferent as no, to the No, I, I am almost 100% certain that uh, that this was, like, a second unit job, and yeah. this Andrew Sipes guy was, like, basically, like, told to tell people where to stand. Yes. <laughs> he was a coordinator. I'm not trying to say that the man didn't have any talent. There's no proof that he didn't, <laughs> because he never did anything else. Can't prove a negative. Maybe he started directing like plays and shit. We don't know. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what happened to him? I wish him all the luck. He Maybe made, he's dead. He directed. Di- Maybe he died right after Toledo. He he dir- whatever it is, he has a directing credit on a movie that I really enjoyed. So more power to Andrew. Thanks, Sipes. Andrew. Thank but you. It, but at this point, like after the shit goes. Uh, before or after, I can't remember, uh, the shit goes, and it doesn't matter, uh, the shit goes haywire. Um, she's like, at a certain point, reaches the, where it's like, this is too much, and she yeah, just yeah. runs away from him. Yeah, yeah. He has saved her life like nine Multiple times. times. And she point. is running and she's away. She's literally she's runs not, away. She's not just like, get away. She's literally like sprinting through the woods. And it yeah. makes no sense, and the only reason she offers, she just she just basically goes like, that's enough. She's had enough I can't of it. do it anymore, so now I'm just going to run? And it's and it's just and then because she's they need run more plot 80 to miles happen. Per hour well, to hop she on this is train. really hot. At we running. know she, we know she's good at running. Yeah. And they immediately capture her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They catch her that right away. And, so wait, and, wait, and instead of killing her, they take her to their lair. Okay, because they need. She's got information. Yeah. Here's the thing about her getting on the sex train, which is what I'm calling. Which is what yeah, we yeah. all want to get on. Um, she runs and she's she's running alongside the train and then she hops on, but then later. Like not even like two minutes later, Alec Baldwin has to floor it to eighty to even catch Bill, up. Billy to, Baldwin or whatever has to <laughs> <laughs> floor it to or, eighty. Or so whomever. how fast? It's like that this that math, cool, math like equation. Like how fast was Cindy Crawford running to get on the train? How fast was the train going? <laughs> That's and, why they showed who, her us running at the and beginning. Who would get there first? People all over the world <laughs> join hands, start, start a, a sex train. train and a sex train. Right sex, train. sex train, sex train, sex train. People anyway. And uh, but this is like the, another just classic action scene where he's driving his car along, and then there's like uh, telephone poles uh, alongside the train that he's got to swerve around. It's not even he, his car; he's stolen this guy's hoopty. <laughs> he jumps into the train. <laughs> this is before they fuck, and then she, and then she runs away after they fuck. They capture her immediately, and now she's on the boat. Yeah, she now we finally understand that what's going on with the boat. I guess no, we don't. And Stephen Stephen Burkov does a, some expert monologuing here, where he is like, "So here's what I'm doing. I am stealing all of this money, and you'll have the account Burkhoff. numbers and blah 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 blah." I zoned the fuck out. I was like, I don't know what this it's guy a, is yelling a, about. Well, it's impossible to pay attention to anything Stephen Burkov really says because you're too busy staring at that mole on his head, which is like kind of his calling card. Um. Yeah, and then, uh, and then but he, Billy then Baldwin the comes onto the boat. He kills all of the bad guys. He's and, the best. And then the boat explodes. Yeah, the boat does explode. I'm like, I know that happened for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's no plot. 
in this movie, really. Like, it's, it's. I mean, there's, I, could, I should say that there's no really, there's no story. There's a lot of plot. Did we, t- did we talk about uh, when that guy, someone kicked that huge, clunky 90s PC right to the nuts of that other guy? Yeah. Because that well, was funny. He, he's like, I finally found a use for a computer. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks the computer into a, into a guy's dick. Into the guy's yeah. dick. This is like. Those computers six, weigh like 700 pounds. It's like four yeah. minutes into the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, do we all have a computer like that when we were kids? Because yes. they were oh, furniture. Yeah. It was oh, in yeah. the computer room. Yes, exactly. There was a whole room in your house for it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he said, "Are they in a like in a like a James Bond style, like in a dinghy by themselves after they blow up the boat? Is that what happens?" I don't remember. And I don't remember. But I at a certain either. point, they're both back together again, and it's like they're going to get married or whatever. And uh, and this is you just get some more of their classic patter where she goes, "You just suck my client's boat." There's going to be one hell of a lawsuit. And he goes, sounds terrible. What do I have to do to get out of it? And she starts making out with him. And you're like, yeah, they're going to get married. All right. Love wins. And then it ends. (laughs) It's going to be a fair game. And and the movie is 90 minutes, including the credits. So we're at like 82 or 85 here. And the movie is blissfully over. I what mean, a, what, what a fucking what a fucking great movie! I, we forgot to point out the part um, where uh, another just one of those scenes where you just go Jesus, but I loved it. Where like they they needed to get on a computer for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and they go into like this nerd computer shop. Oh, and she like pretends to be nerds. a sexy babe to the She's nerd like, guy. Yeah. Hey, nerd guy, what are you doing? And he goes, Nothing. I'm just fiddling with my joystick. Oh, this was and she, this and she was literally insane. goes, Oh, fiddling with your joystick, really? And she goes, I was hoping to demo your unit and he's oh, like baby. he said he had to boot it up first you gotta boot it up and, and this is very funny and then she she actually does kiss him on the lips at the end you're like huh? yeah, that guy had a good day good for him and then they get, he gets murdered later on yeah the bad guys torture and kill yep. him for the information because it's that kind of movie it's 90s 90s nihilism nihilism action for some reason yeah we got kgb hackers hot ladies what else do you need this is at one point. This is when they kill um, William Baldwin's cool uh, cousin, and the he calls her up, and the bad guy has actually left a message on her phone answering service. So he he gets the doop beep. Hello, you have reached the workplace of Detective Kirkpatrick's meddling relative. <laughs> if you want to talk to her, contact the nearest psychic. And then you hear, oh Dude, man. the fact that he had to like go through and press all the buttons in order to record this onto the, the so machine good. is he such super villain vibes. I love it so much. So good. If you want to talk to her, contact the nearest psychic. Bang. He's so clever. And then... Billy Baldwin, I keep forgetting each Baldwin's name. Billy Baldwin was like, okay, like, I know how he's going to be able to hear me. He's listening on the line, so I'm just going to call a random ass number. And he calls this convenience store guy. Yes. And is like, like, listen to me, don't, you know, don't fucking kill (laughs) my girl. And he's like, I didn't kill your girl. Like, what? (laughs) And they do their bad guy, good guy threats. And the the dude at the convenience store is like, God, shut the fuck up. He's like, if you want to talk to me, come over to my convenience store. Like, (laughs) he'll say it to my face. It's really funny. It's really Uh, funny. I like that part. So I had so many notes for this one. Um, I'll I'll try to keep it to a minimum. But this is like after Billy, this is before Billy Baldwin kicks the computer into the guy's dick. Like, it's just moments after Cindy Crawford's been shot off. This violence is just popping off constantly before the plot even kicks in. And there's like a guy at the police precinct who like pulls a cop's gun out of his holster and is like, ah, nah, 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 I'm bad guy stuff. 
And then and then Billy Baldwin's they're like exchanging heated words and Billy Baldwin's pointing the gun at him. He's like, We're not gonna do what you say, so why don't you just take that three fifty seven, shove it up your ass, and blow your fucking brains out. <laughs> it's just like this is the kind of movie we're watching. He he had this whole sentence and never at once got to anything clever Seriously. or fun. It's like amazing. Uh, and this is um, Cindy Crawford talking to Dan Hedaya, showing how much of a good lawyer she is. And I, I was actually ending up able to make some sense out of this, but like it baffled me at first. Because she says, you got to do what I say, or you're going to end up in a federal prison so deep, you're going to need a walker to chase ambulances. What, what the fuck yeah. does that even mean? It seems like two jokes... It seems like she doesn't know what five of those words actually. You couldn't climb out of hell if you had a ladder. <laughs> what? <laughs> but the, but I think that the uh, <laughs> it was pointed out to me by a coworker that I think maybe being in prison so deep means so long. Maybe. Oh, and then Walker. So, El Guapo. I'm going to pump you so full of lead you'll be using your dick for a pencil. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't I know. I don't know. <laughs> but when you're writing a action movie essentially for 13-year-old boys, you might want to make uh, make these lines <laughs> make a little bit more, co- more coherent. A more Carmine, portable. what do you think sets off the metal detectors first? The, the lead, lead in your ass or the shit in your brains? brains. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure either one of those set off a metal detector. <laughs> Okay. Uh, that's good enough. You Ratings? get the idea. Ratings. Uh, like The Getaway, this is a conditional rating. It's a three-jud movie because it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bad movie. It barely has a script. It's terribly cast as far as its leads go. But I defy you to care. Mm. This is a this was a four-jud experience as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told I've I actually rediscovered this. I'll say I won't want to say discover, but I re encountered this movie in January of 2020, like right when COVID was happening or March of 2020. So I was home all the time, and it was like on some streaming service, and I was like, "Fucking fair game!" I haven't seen this movie since I was a teenager. What a, this was so stupid. I'm gonna watch it, and I was like, totally like it knocked out, hit the spot, just yep. like this time was totally, even though I had just seen it a couple years ago, I was so happy to revisit it. Love this movie. Everybody go watch Fair Game. Total blast. It's a happy pill. Total happy pill. Good, yes. Good yeah. good, good phrase. Uh, so, yeah, four Judds. Uh, I'm going to give it one Douglas for Cindy Crawford boobs. You almost don't want to give them the, the yeah, satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sleazy, but, I mean, they, 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 delivered, they, they delivered the bomb. <laughs> yeah, we uh, got a Baldwin butt too, and a Baldwin butt. Yeah, but I mean, the reason that anybody saw this movie was the promise that you might get to see her tits, and indeed you do. Mm-hmm. So it deserves a Douglas. And I'm gonna give this uh, ten out of ten airborne stunt women. Oh, incredible! I mean, that is some Jordan esque airtime that that woman got. Incredible it is stuff. incredible. <laughs> like, like everybody went and saw this movie for Cindy Crawford's boobs. That was the reason that everybody thought that they needed to see this movie. The reason you need to watch this movie is to watch that stunt. And we did not, and I, I was at that age. They were, I was the age that they were making. I was the age and demographic they were making this mm-hmm. for, and I did not appreciate all this stuff. No. This would have seemed very, at the time, this would have been just like... This is what movies are like. Yeah, Who yeah. cares? They made another one what of these fucking time. things. Yeah, what a time to They're, be alive. They make them like this now, and they always will, yeah. so who gives a exactly. shit? Exactly. And, and now you go like, my God, what a time. <laughs> you know, the reason we, we had re- it all. The reason we remember <laughs> shit like Terminator is is not just because of 
you know, the great craft in storytelling, it's because they had an awesome stunt like that every five fucking seconds. They had, yeah, they had rules for these action movies where there had to be something you awesome. Know, this one only has a one or two of those, and that's why at the time it was like, ah, it's no big deal. Yeah. But now you watch it and you're like, fuck, I'd give anything for a movie with one of these. Um, ordinarily, I would like I would do a conditional thing, and I always say that the highest I'm willing to go for a bad movie is three and a half. Um, and this is technically a bad movie, but if we're because I was talking about deliverables for the getaway, like delivering the goods, yeah, I gotta give it for I gotta give it for Judd's unconditionally, okay. just because it just delivers the goods. It's so fucking mm. fun. I was, and again, like I didn't. Did I, you watch this at work? I watched this at work. Oh, Everybody man. loved it. Perfect work movie. Everybody loved it. Um, we and I was not looking forward to it. Yeah. I was like, because yeah, I hadn't seen it good. since high school, and yeah. I was like, gonna watch this fucking fair game movie. And within minutes, I was like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> and with and with the utmost confidence that it was going to carry through. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. It's gonna be. I was like, it's gonna be like this the whole way through, uh-huh. and it is. And it is. Yeah. I, yeah, you really feel like you're in good hands right away. You're like, oh, this is going to be those. Oh, thank you. If you just, I swear to God, you just want to have a fucking good time watching a movie. Watch yeah. Fair Game. Yeah, it's, dude. You just turn your brain off and like <laughs> just marvel For at the, real. the craftsmanship behind the stunts, the stupidity behind the lines, uh-huh. the vacuousness of the. It's so as and the and the, again, Dan Hedaya, Shooter mm. McGavin, uh, Burkhoff. God damn, yeah. one thing after another. Great stuff. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> I'll give it. I'm also gonna give it one. I would ordinarily like go to maybe two for these for when they're being this obligatory and gratuitous about it. Yeah. But it's kind of like no, because they were like advertising. See Cindy Crawford naked. You know, yeah. like, so it's, it's like, not like Swordfish. You. It's like yes, it's like somehow really it's somehow not as sleazy as that. No, yeah. it's just like there's the boobs. You wanted the bo- there they are. We did it. Yeah, and we did it's it. It's like fuck you. You get one. And also, this is a better action movie than Swordfish. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Swordfish. I think I'm. I don't know. This that's tough. But they're, they're both both terrible action movies that are very special to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give it ten out of ten late pizzas. Excellent. Nice. Um, I'm going to give it three Juds, uh, just because I didn't like it as much as the getaway, but I still thought it was a really fun time. And the explosions were great. The supporting cast was great. The '90s hacker vibes were on point. I'm going to give it one and a half Douglases, uh, because the the sex train scene mm-hmm. and and you see like I some full you see some train. full thrusting and stuff which I, I wanted to see his dick <laughs> yeah you, I always hope you I know? want a little Baldwin dick in my life I always hope to see a man's <laughs> dick when I watch a movie <laughs> they bar- they hardly ever broke that up because in you the nineties they hardly it's ever broke enu- that up it's not enough Emily. for boobs it's funny to see a penis. <laughs> Emily, I want, I love you so much, I want this on your tombstone. <laughs> it's funny to see a dick. No, th- that's good, but the, the I always want to see, see a man's penis when I watch a movie. I'm that's, always hoping. That is a beautiful thing to say. I'm always hoping. Thank and you. Then I'm Thank you for coming it. into our lives and our podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. Then I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 90s PCs to the nuts. <laughs> Finally found a use for that computer. <laughs> because that would probably hurt really bad. Wow. Uh, All right, okay. so moving well, moving on to what I would say is the dog of this trifecta. Ab- absolutely. But not a terrible movie. I think it's terrible. Nah. Um, but uh, but it's it's the kind of thing that like, you know, when we looked when we thought back into our lives about what fair game would be, you thought generic, not really anything going to be there. Uh and then that that turned out to be surprisingly good. I felt like this was generic and kind of didn't really make good on its promise. Although 
by the standards of the action movies that you get today, the craft is really sturdy. Mm. It has some problems, like you know, it's the script is just stupid. It like the script is I even don't, more. It, it almost feels like it, there isn't a script. Yeah, it it, it definitely feels like it feels made it up. It takes and it's too long, and it just sort of. I feel like it's a solid '90s kind of buddy comedy action movie. I think it. I I wish it was a solid '90s comedy action movie. I think that like it's trying to be like it has the skeleton of one, but the actual meat on the bones is like not very good. Yeah, I thought it was very douchey. The attitude was very douchey, and then then like it's it's so it's incoherent in a way I didn't find satisfying. Where it's like nothing clicks together. Like they just showed up every day and were like, "How's what happens today?" And they just work their way through it. Yeah, I don't know if that's what actually happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Like they chucked the script out the window and were like, "Let's just." There's like a cameo that happens later on. That oh my is god, just, that's just so one weird. One nonsensical thing after another, and nothing makes any sense. After whole scenes happen, you go like, "Wait, what the fuck? Why did any of that happen?" And it feels kind of like, it feels kind of second rate all the way through. Like, you know, it's. I mean, look, nothing against Fishburne. I fucking love Larry Fishburne, but it's like it's not Sam Jackson or Eddie Murphy. It's Larry Fishburne. It's not Alec Baldwin. It's Stephen Baldwin. They don't go to. They don't go to a, a like a like a Formula One race at the end. They go to a dirt bike race. You know what I mean? It's just Ugh. kind of like eh, it's a little bit second rate. We're not doing. We're trying to make forty eight hours. We don't have Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. We don't yeah, have Walter Hill. We have like we have a shitty copy of Forty Eight Hours. The and very idea of... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the title of the movie. Oh, Fled. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about the movie Fled from 1996, directed by Kevin Hooks, the director of Passenger 57. A great film. Sure, I didn't run in the first place. So people start shooting at me, I run. We position ourselves here. We ought to have these boys cornered. All right, let's man up and move out. I use the phone company's computer to access the accounting system of this big corporation. We get to Dodge, and if you kill him... It's done. So stupid you don't know that you stole $25 million from the Cuban mafia? Don't call me stupid, all right? I don't want that. What are you doing chained to that white boy? I've been asking myself the same question all day. What the hell's the matter with you? Didn't you see deliverance? We marry, baby. For better, for worse. In sickness and in health. We want your money. We don't want your car. We just want to ride. So death do us part. Let's go, let's go, let's go, Dodge! But I'm warning you, it's messy. Dodge is on the move, and we are on him. First thing I will do is set a steamy hot bubble bath. I will be choking drown on the bubbles. And Thank the you, director Emily. of The Color of Friendship. Yeah. Do you guys know about this movie? No. It was so crazy. I was talking about this movie just a few days ago because it came back into my memory, and it was this movie that came out when I was younger. I think I saw it on the Disney Channel about this uh, exchange program where this girl who lived in Washington, D.C., she was this black girl in Washington, D.C., she goes to South Africa, and she's really excited to kind of, like, visit, like... South Africa? Yeah. Riggs! Oh, oh no! Oh no! I've unleashed it. I don't love the politics of my country. I don't love the politics of my country. Riggs, Riggs. And then the girl from South Africa is excited to go to America and so meet the, Martin Riggs. And so the Sorry. girl from uh, DC thinks she's going to be hosted by a black family, and the girl from oh. South Africa thinks she's going to be hosted by a white family. And then they have to overcome their racial biases. And uh, it was probably the first movie about racism I ever watched. Really? Wow. How old were you? Do you probably think? like ten or something? That's cool. And he must have done Anyways, this after. Ke- Passenger but it left 57. It obviously like left an impression on you. Yeah, and I think about it sometimes. And Kevin Hooks ha- and I was like looking up who did this movie, 
And I was like, holy shit, it's the guy who did Color of Friendship. So That's so cool. Kevin, thanks. He's also an actor. His dad's an actor. His yeah. dad is an actor in this in movie. In this movie. Yep. Uh, you'd recognize him. Uh, I think it's James Hooks is his name. I'm not 100% sure. but oh, he's, I don't uh, think it's Robert down. Hooks. Robert, Robert, Robert Hooks. Hooks, that's right. And he's and you're like, oh, yeah, Robert Hooks. You'd recognize him. He's in a ton of stuff. Interspace, always, right? Yeah, I think he's actually, uh, the director himself is Kevin's in Interspace. Kevin's in Interspace. Yeah. This other guy's got like 150 credits. You guys like remember Kevin? Like, no. Nope. Not anymore. He's yeah. dead. Not since that thing about penises. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's dead to us now. You know what, though? <laughs> every time, it just occurred to me that every time you watch a movie, you hope to see a man's penis. You didn't specify that you wanted it to be in the movie. <laughs> just, I want, like, a random person or someone I know to come up and show me that. This is not true, everyone. <laughs> please I just please don't do that. If you, if you run into Emily at the movies, please don't show my, I will never dick. be telling anyone my address. <laughs> don't do this. Oh, my God. Oh, what have I done? Uh, I just think we need more male genitalia representation in films. On screen. I agree. Certainly I can't agree. Argue Played with that. for both seriousness and laughter. I completely agree. Well, more, that's why Dan, that, um, that's why um, Danny McBride's out there. Uh, yeah. It's fighting the good fight, getting twenty dicks in every episode of the Righteous <laughs> Gemstones. Yep. Um, yes. So this is uh, like just just keep in mind to give you an idea of how weird a fucking time nineteen ninety six was. Lawrence Fishburne. And Stephen Baldwin mm-hmm. are equal leads. Co- well, you know, leads you know, in a movie. Fishburn, That's uh, insane. Fishburn famously turned. I think I told this story on, on the Fishburn episode that we did. But Fishburn famously turned down Die Hard three, hmm. and this came out that year, roughly. Now this is ninety six, so it's like, but it's around that time. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, yeah, this is him, like, trying to be an action star. He had a run. Wasn't there another one, another classic that he turned down in lieu of oh some God. piece of shit? I can't remember. Yeah. But, you know, and he's good in this. He's yeah, fine. He's so. doing He's doing his thing. He's a good actor. I don't know if I've seen him be bad before. Yeah, I, you know, he's totally, he's totally doing his thing. The, this movie has a terrible script. It's convoluted and overlong. I thought that the constant reference, like movie references, were weird. Yeah. Again, the rule <laughs> yeah, is don't remind happen. me of don't and remind why? me of better movies. Yeah. Don't Although you might disagree with this because they talk about the fugitive a lot in it. And Another. There's a whole scene where Stephen Baldwin is like the amazing movie, the fugitive. I'm like, shut the fuck up about the fugitive. That's a terrible movie. Another. Did you see the fugitive? The first thing Tommy Lee Jones did was set up roadblocks along the state line. That's your plan, Doctor Kimball. <laughs> oh boy. It's that kind of shit. Also, they talk about at the end they reference uh, the Tina Turner. Uh, biopic What's Love Got to Do With which, It? Which Lawrence Fishburne That's, starred in as And Ike which Turner. I have rented out at my house right now, oh, which is wow. very strange. That is the worst. That is, Corey uh, said it was, like, he didn't tell me what happens that it has the, one of the worst endings of all time. And oh, is that, that what, what he, he was meant. referring to? Okay. And I am inclined to agree. That is ferocious. That, that almost doesn't count as an ending, though. It's like a it's joke. It's just a ferociously a weird element. At the end, and, yeah. I, and I did hate it. I did, yeah. in fact. I didn't get it. I haven't watched it yet. It's rented out of my house, though, so don't. Oh, I'm sure that movie's fine. No, no. The referencing movie is great. Referencing that movie in to a guy who plays a character famously is a character in that movie is so fucking dumb. It's it was weird. Cheap. It's such a stupid joke that nobody ever does. And Fishburne's character seems to be like. Not only does his character not like the joke, it feels like Lawrence Fishburne is also like looking into the camera, going like, "That was fucking stupid." Yeah. Do we have to do this? Do we have to do this? Yeah. Okay. And, that, and that, he got in a cat. That's like a celebrated performance. Don't again. We don't talk about these movies. They say talk about the Godfather, a bunch of stuff. Right. Don't talk about movies that are better in this shitty movie. Don't Please talk don't about do a movie that this guy got an Academy Award nomination for. When to he's his in this face movie, don't remind him. Fled with Stephen Baldwin. Ugh. I did, I really didn't like this movie. So what's this movie about? It's so a so mess. Stephen Baldwin is in jail. 
in jail. And what's his name? Uh, Who cares? <laughs> Cyberthuck. No, it's. I, I want to get yeah, their. I want to get their brother. names. I want to get their names because there's a lot of there's some puns and jokes involving both of their names. Uh, well, I, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's name is Charles Piper. His Piper. But what's Stephen Baldwin's character's they, name, They please? say his name all the time, I too. know. I, I think I assumed I was going to remember. It's Dodge. 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 Thank you. Dodge. So he's Dodge, and he's like a he's a hacker yeah, who's his, in jail for being a hacker. His name is Cyber Thug. He calls himself Cyber Thug, and he's in jail for, for hacking. <laughs> hacking in two of these. He stole a bunch of money, and no one recovered the money. And that's why he's in jail. And apparently, and well, he's in jail in Georgia, and apparently... The cyber crimes division is headed up by Will Patton, who works for the Atlanta PD. Uh, which what is did you, it's how did you weird. describe Will Patton in that text? Oh, he looks like a mixture between Jim Carrey and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. Yeah, he does. Yep. And he's he, kind of he playing he that character. And I said that right before they mentioned the fugitive. Oh, so this has been a movie full of coincidences and weird shit for Will me. Will Patton's I guess. trying his best. He's fine in it. He's fine. But like his character doesn't make any sense like why this guy is investigating federal cybercrime. This is one of those things like they do this thing in a movie where the, the investigation turns out to be crooked from the get-go right. they, but you find out from like a protagonist um uh enforcement character in the middle or mm-hmm. maybe towards the three well, the three quarter the, mark but immediately in this one he's like what's going on here? Well no the characters find out very late in the movie. You understand that sure. the guy, what's going on, like almost immediately. But this guy, within minutes of this movie, is going like, "Hey, now what? Are, what are we doing here? Why yeah. is? Oh, something's fucked up." So Dodge is in prison, and he's on a road gang, which is weird. And at least, at the very like, I'm watching the movie, going like, "What the fuck is this guy doing on a chain gang?" And at least that turns out to be an actual plot. That's point. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so he's on this chain gang, and he gets um, handcuffed together with Larry. Well, first, this other dude starts like new fishing him. Yeah. Like, what are you doing out of here, pretty boy? Do you want to be sweet, my bitch? Sweet little kitty got them virgin hands. Yeah, all that stuff. And they get virgin into a hands. they get into a fight. And uh and my then, hands are little sluts. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then like the you know, the, the, the gang boss comes over and like uh starts to say, like, everybody everybody calm down and then Lawrence Fishburne like gets involved and all this stuff. Anyway, there's a conflagration and Lawrence Fishburne and Stephen Baldwin get handcuffed together. Hand and motherfucking hand. I now pronounce you convict and convict. convict. This is what you thought the movie was from the promotional stuff. It's another defiant ones. Yeah, a new and, defiant and then ones. like this the, only goes on for fifteen minutes. The, yeah, and then but then you also see like they're all the guards are like changing out their mags and like replacing the ammo in their guns. Die Hard Two. Very Die Hard Back Two. To die of Hard them. Two again. Yeah, a bit of a Die Hard Two. Like I feel like. Had I not seen Die Hard 2, I would be going like, oh, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Because I'd seen Die Hard 2 with the electrical tape or the color tape around the magazines, I was like, oh, they're switching out their guns for blanks. That's weird. Um, so you know something's up. And then the shitty dude who was threatening Stephen Baldwin gets a hold of one of the guy's guns before they switch out the magazines, starts a gunfight, a bunch of guards get killed, the bus that they're on explodes, Big Stephen Baldwin action. and Lawrence Fishburne escape on foot into the woods. Yeah. And a lot of this uh, does, but does we turn out to add up, even though it seems like it, it does doesn't. add up. We also failed to mention that this movie actually starts with a guy who is like being in- interrogated by some lady lawyer about his involvement with uh, a gang oh, yeah. boss, a, mafia, like a mafia dude, Frank Matanajo or whatever his name it's is. Close enough. 
and uh, Matahano. Matahano. And and then that guy gets blown up by a bomb and some Chinese food. Yeah, a tiny little Chinese food container, and it's it has the power I of mean, a small nuke. Enough enough Semtex in uh, that you I can fill Chinese up that food Chinese food right co- container with Semtex, and it would do that. We'll find out. I'm gonna find out. Um, and so the the then we meet Robert John Burke, who is RoboCop three. He is Robert John. <laughs> you'd you'd recognize he was also on Law and Order for like a thousand years mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that too. He's but we well would known. know him from RoboCop three. Yeah, I, I know him originally as being RoboCop from RoboCop three. Yeah. And uh he uh is like a federal marshal who is being tasked by the, the district attorney or sorry, the attorney general who is prosecuting the mob guy whose witness is now dead to like find some other evidence. And you have seventy two hours before we go back into session on Monday. We need you to find another witness. And so Robert John Burke is uh, allegedly going to have to find someone else to give evidence about the mob guy that's under indictment by the attorney general. This can't be the best way that they could have. Like, this can't be the best way to do it. <sighs> so again, now, again, so much like the last movie, like, why? No, even listening to you describe that, I was, it got why can't, me tired. I got again, really why tired. Can't, why can't it just be A to B? Right, exactly. Like why this? does why Cindy does Crawford have to, be... have to be tangentially tied to a case with the real estate with a boat? And she could just like, have uh, the disc. She could her, just have the, like, she, Cindy Crawford could just have a disc somewhere. And this one, there is a disc involved, but it's like, <laughs> why don't they just fucking take him out of prison and have him be the... Right. Why are they all, all the of these movies could be easier plot-wise if everyone just had a disc or something? Just like this, yeah. is just an action movie. Yeah. I don't know why we're or why can't it be that these two guys escape from prison and then it turns out that oh he's on the run from the mob and now that he's out the mob is after them and, and the keep, cops are chasing them and, and keep them handcuffed. That's yeah. not that's not keep what's happening handcuffed. either. Thank you. They, that's they, it. It's almost like Lawrence Fishburne was like, I'm not be, I'm not going to be handcuffed. <laughs> <laughs> just that fucking idiot Probably. for this whole movie. I've got a career to think about. No, but we're doing it a defiant ones thing. You got fi- fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'll give you fifteen minutes of movie time, and you get me off of that guy. So they escape into the woods, and then they get into like a con. Then don't they get into like a bit of a shootout at the grocery store? Or Wait, something? you forgot where they had to come. They had to find the right beat to run to. Ugh. Oh fuck! That's off. really clunky. <laughs> He's like, "We're not running in. We're not running in tandem. We're not running in the same rhythm." He's like, "Okay." And Lawrence Fishburne takes out his harmonica, and then they start dancing together. And you're like, "See, they're already getting along." But then, I like minutes it. later, they're like it. punching each other for no reason too. And you're like, "Ugh." It's annoying. They've got they, to go through the beats. They get into some shit at the grocery store and carjack Salma Hayek. Thank you, Salma Hayek, for Salma coming Hayek. back. They Salma get Hayek. they give her more to do in this though. She's still done a little bit dirty, but she does get a lot to do. Yeah. Salma Hayek and hacking in the both of this and the last movie. Yes, interesting. Yes, it, it, it's in, her in both cases, I didn't expect either one of them. Yeah. Um, and then Salma Hayek sort of like becomes like the third party, like helping them out immediately. Like, too. Driver and stuff like that. She's has like a Jennifer- hideout spot for them. Her apartment. She lets them like clean up and and immediately get get rid of their handcuffs. And she hates cops apparently because her ex husband's a cop. She's like Jennifer Tilly, uh, different, obviously. Yeah, her ex husband's Billy Baldwin, the cop. Ex- extremely uh, yeah. <laughs> she fucking hates cops. She's not a psychopath like Jennifer Tilly or anything like that, but in this one, it's the same deal where it's like, we're taking over and, you, and you're on ice. They're pointing a gunner and they're like, and now you do what we're saying. She's like, don't worry, I'm on your side already. Yeah. yeah. I'm on, I love and, you guys. And she I'm your a, friend. She now. starts a burgeoning romance with Fishburne. Yeah. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. But maybe she, sus- she suspects that he actually is a good guy because he is. Or maybe he she's was, like, which one of these guys. Can I much rather like what I much rather spend my time with? Also, I don't want to. I don't want to be gross about it. Salma Hayek is still a very beautiful woman, but Salma Hayek in her late twenties is like astonishingly beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh this this whole episode is just like hot ladies. Yeah, very yeah. pretty girls. Very pretty girls. And bald ones. We're changing the title. 
The episode's called Very Pretty Girls and Baldwins. <laughs> anyway, um, there's. It becomes clear that. Um, well, first of all, we find out that this was all a setup. That um, Lawrence Fishburne is an undercover, not undercover, but he is a cop. He worked on an undercover. He worked case. on an undercover case that went bad, and that's why he's in jail. They offered him a chance to sort of exonerate himself by helping get Dodge out of jail so that he could be, yes, so that he could be a witness against Frank Matahano from whom he stole the initial $5 million and how now has, like, didn't know that he had it, but has a disc that has the mob's accounting, uh, like, ledgers on it. And by the way, there are so many movies that has this, like, oh, there's a disc that the mob's money is, like, listed on. The mob. I'm I'm begging you, stop <laughs> taking notes on a criminal conspiracy. Like, don't don't write down the, where the, the money is. The minutes from the the meetings are all like. <laughs> this it's is, it's this like is, this information is so complete that the mob guy is like, they find this one disc, it is over. Well, I mean, like the same There's thing. No it's defending like, It's ourselves. like in Clear and Present Danger where they're like, I'm gonna write down all of the narco traffic's like accounting and I'm gonna keep it on a floppy disk that's like on me. It will be. Airtight evidence against That's me. That's why too. now we have cloud-based security. Yeah. Right, seriously, like two-factor authentication, please. If you're gonna write this down, <laughs> don't put it where anybody can get a hold of it. Okay? <laughs> you, I mean, it, you shouldn't be writing it down. But in this one, Steven's got it like hidden through a series of like weird codes and stuff. He has to find out through a Ducati and oh, uh, various got the motorcycle various stuff too. He hey, he's got he's got he's got to keep it hidden through a series of codes and strip clubs. This oh, like, can we talk about when they go to the strip club to find his girlfriend? Oh, I would to, love where, to. where we meet Bill Bellamy and who the other guy is, I can't remember. But uh, Bill, Bill Bellamy Bill is Ma- the yeah, other. Yeah, the other guy's in tons of shit. I yeah. can't remember his name, but it's Bill Bellamy in this. And this is this is just these are not these guys are not good. This is where Stephen Baldwin uh, comes out as a feminist icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're being a little bit sleazy to the strippers, and he's like, "Stop being sleazy to the strippers." And then they go like, "Oh yeah, well now we're kind of antagonistic with you." And then he goes, "Yeah, well I'll tell you what, if you're nice to a lady, they, you can get them to make out with you. See that stripper up there on stage? I'll go up there and she'll just start making out with me. And if you're not the stupidest person in the world, you'll go like, he kn- he knows he knows the right. stripper. Yeah. Yeah. He knows right. This is what this is a game that." A con that Paul Newman runs in Color of Money. Um, no, the Sting. It's, a, it's in the Color of Money too. Oh yeah, you're right. It is in the Sting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, they're they're like, yeah, well, okay, I'll put five hundred dollars down on it. And Bill Bellamy's going like, oh, I got five hundred dollars on Stephen Baldwin because hey, obviously he's got, he knows this lady. He's got Def Jam's How to Be a Player money. Yeah, okay? that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, but Steve he's got booty call money. Bill Bellamy does. Stephen Baldwin <laughs> goes up to this lady, and then they send, it's his girlfriend, yeah. and they make out. And by, I would like to point out that this um, that this actress was married, or no, not married to, but was Vern Troyer's girlfriend. Holy shit! Wow. Before he, while he died, when he died. Wow. Yeah. How'd you find that out? Google, Wikipedia, because <laughs> oh. <laughs> she looked familiar. I thought she looked Travis like somebody else. Wait, you recognized her from? Well, this? I did not. I thought I just from being I, I, Vern Troyer's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that is that Vern Troyer's girlfriend? <laughs> That's Vern Troyer's girlfriend. No, I I thought she looked familiar, and I was like, what do I know her from? And I was mistaken. Was she in the Vern Troyer sex tape? Oh no! Is there a Vern Troyer sex? Did oh you yeah. Know about the Vern oh, Troyer sex tape? I'm not sure. Tape? I want to know about it. I mean, how do you not want to know? All right, go you on. You gotta be curious. <laughs> Give me all you got. No, I mean, there's a Ventura sex tape. That's, that's all I, all I, that's I all can I know. imagine. I, I was guess. just wondering if she was the same girl. I don't know. I don't know. She well, might be. There's one way to find out. The internet. 
No, we'd have to watch for Intruder Sex Tape. Oh, yeah. no. That will be our next Patreon, Patreon. episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to love it, everybody. We're, we're going to come up with an hour to say about that. Yeah. Somehow. Um, yeah. But that's the that's the part where, the, before this guy makes the bet with Bill Bellamy, too, he says, uh, I got ass dust in my drink. Yeah, what the fuck was that about, you guys? What is I the think, dust I think coming off the, the ass? It's glitter. It's stripper glitter. Oh. And we can, Ass dust. I was like, their, dust, their asses don't look dusty. <laughs> Maybe she's got really dry skin. Maybe she's a little ashy today. Maybe she's a little ashy. On her, um, on her butt. We also, she's got an ashy butt. This stripper character that Stephen Baldwin is, uh, is with, her name is Faith, and we find out she only has like eight lines in the whole Poor movie. Girl. Before Poor she gets shot in the head. Baby. And one of them is, I had to do something to pay my tuition. She's a tuition stripper. I am here for Faith. I think she is doing her best, and I am so, so sorry that her life ended so quickly. She immediately bad. shot through the spot. Hole, classic spy hole shot. Yeah, don't look through a spy hole. So okay, don't look through a spy so hole, you will get be it shot. Tur- it turns out that so, like I said, Fishburne is undercover. The whole point is that they're trying to get. For some reason, they've got this elaborate plan to like break this guy to prison and blah 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 blah. Needlessly instead, elaborate. Instead of just going like, "Oh, this guy's a witness. We'll give him a plea deal. Show us where the disc is so we can get the the mob guy." No, they've got to do this elaborate thing. But it turns out that that is because. The federal marshal, Robert John Burke, who's been assigned to come up with a new witness, is also in cahoots with the mob. That's right. And the mob guy has assigned this hitman. I forget what the hitman's name is, but he has a name. (sighs) Mendoza. Let's just say Mendoza. Mendoza or something like that. (laughs) But this guy, like I said earlier in this episode, this guy is a fucking Simpsons cartoon hitman. He has like the slick back hair and the thick mustache and the heavy, heavy accent, and he is like... Stephen Baldwin, you have smoked your last cigar. He looks know? like that kind of main bad guy from Sorcerer. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Who the cack, who cackles? Yeah, a little bit. But this guy's like younger and leaner, and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he's wearing like Panama hats and stuff. I mean, it's like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> oh caramba! Oh caramba! I shouldn't marry and Betty. Uh, <laughs> time for another shipment already. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And like, like, and all of his henchmen are so generic. The reason that this stuck out to me, the reason I'm sort of like harping on this a little bit is because I watched this almost directly after Fair Game. And it was like, in Fair Game, like all the henchmen had like a personality. The bad guys were played by like Stephen Burkhoff and stuff. And in this, it's like Joe the fuck who knows yeah. from wherever and like a couple of like central casting stunt guys. It's a couple dudes, like the main bad guys in this movie are like, I think I recognize them. Maybe. Right. I'm not even 100% sure because I thought I recognized Faith and I and I was wrong. <laughs> I was mistaken. Well, we'll find out where so, you know her from, you fucking pervert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was a Playboy playmate, so maybe that's it. I don't know. But, you know, I, I, yeah. And the poor girl, like her only job is to show up, show her tits, get, get murdered. Killed. Yeah, so I mean, bad. like you know, that's his, that's the job. Her job is to show that Stephen Baldwin can get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, which doesn't make any sense to me either. No, Stephen Baldwin, boy, oh boy. I mean, he he really pulled the short stick as far as in the looks department for the Baldwins. Like this yeah. is he's he's a young man when this was made, and anytime the the camera like has a tight close up on on his face, it's like hard to look at. Yeah, like, yeah. Get it, he's, get it away. He is definitely he looks, the least handsome Baldwin out of these three, and he's also he just has kind of this like white trashy vibe to him that kind of a he's kind of like that. I was like, you're not you're not like a leading man, right? <laughs> you know, like you there's no way. 
Yeah. Like and maybe it, in a, you know, a bumbling buddy comedy, but this isn't quite that either. So. And, you, and you also like can't put a guy like that next to, I mean, not that he's great in this or anything, but you can't put him next to Fishburne because Fishburne's a really good actor with like some natural good, yeah, charisma. But he's a good actor with Fi- natural Fishburne's, charisma. Fishburne's a better actor facing a different direction saying nothing. Yeah. Like the right. back of that guy's head, that silent back of that guy's head is out acting this dude. Yeah. I it's mean, not, yeah. it's, just, it's yeah, weird dude, to see the, them together. The image of Fishburne just dragging Stephen Baldwin with the handcuffs through the woods is the movie in general. Yeah, it feels like Fishburne <laughs> is the one who has to <laughs> fucking right. drag this ball and chain through his career right now. I yeah. swear, I bet that I bet that they were supposed to be handcuffed together longer. I, I, I wouldn't be the least <laughs> bit surprised. He's like, uh, no fucking way. So bad. And then like. Poor Will Patton, who's like, he's doing okay, but I mean, his character is like a non-entity in this. Yeah. And he's supposed to be kind of like, the he's basically something akin to Tommy Lee Jones' character in The Fugitive. Yeah. He's like a, a, technically an antagonist, but he's also but a, but a decent man who's trying to do the right thing. Right. But then he's but he's also, because this movie is so ramshackle, its plot is so ramshackle and seems made up on the fly, he's responsible for several like outrageous mass public deaths where firefights yeah. just break out and, and a bunch and, of people are And there's dead. like this weird this weird thing in the script where like he's the one who absolutely who, who caught Stephen Baldwin in the first place so that like, they have some kind of like have a weird relationship bond. or bond which doesn't make any fucking sense because that guy would not be the kind of guy who investigates that crime but also like all that shit and then at the end when they like get the disc and give it to the feds he's like well I'm going to give it to the one man I trust Fucking the that. cop who arrested me. Ah, oh, they like each other. It's so stupid. Good. We um, forgot. We forgot to mention the part. Okay, so they go to the strip club to go to the girlfriend uh, because the girlfriend has the disc, the even though she doesn't know that she has the disc. The girlfriend has the disc in her apartment. They go to her apartment to get the disc. The bad guy hitman shows up, murders the girlfriend, tortures Stephen Baldwin. This hotel room is soundproof. Beautiful. And then uh, Fishburne shows up, and then there's a shootout. Wait, is this, is this the death doing... of a thousand cuts scene? Yeah. Yes. Love it. He's I love like, that, though. He's like got a burning cigar, and he's like, I'm going to burn your nipples off. Nah, I'll cut you one time. Like and a then, paper cut, but worse. And then Fishburne comes busting in, and he's got two, he's got, the two he's guns. got a gun in both hands, and he's crossing them up. Doing some John Woo shit. Yeah, there's a big shootout. That's when it comes out. That's when it comes out that he's a cop, and and <laughs> yeah. Baldwin's like weirdly fine with it. Quickly, he's mad for like a second. Yeah, he's like, "You're a cop." That's eh, fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, well, then what the fuck was the point? Okay, what was the point of any of this? No one knows. Made up. That was what they came up with on that day of shooting. As they're escaping from the from the hotel, they decide they need a car, and what happens? Well, ma'am, we need to commandeer your vehicle. Oh, it's RuPaul. <laughs> no, it, it, RuPaul as RuPaul as RuPaul. It's she's yeah. playing herself. So uh, so Fishburne goes up and says, "Oh my God, RuPaul, girlfriend, I am such a fan. Can we borrow <laughs> your car?" And RuPaul says, "Of course. Just don't bring it back on E. Don't bring Just it back on E. Back and then she's like, e. they seem nice. Yes. I mean, it's not she a terrible. Goes, it's not a terrible terrible cameo. Like RuPaul's RuPaul fine. was like in the area or something. She was in the. And again, that I mean, day, they shot this in shooting. Atlanta. Yeah, that day of shooting, RuPaul was in Atlanta. They were like, we had they, we had two hours with RuPaul. That's what we came up. They with. shot this in Atlanta and managed to get into a strip club, which is cool because Atlanta is notorious strip for its yeah. amazing culture. strip clubs. Totally. Strip club culture. Yeah. I've been there. Oh, you've been to a strip club in Atlanta? Uh, several. It's very is it expensive. Cool? Isn't I was it? at a, ba- a bachelor party. Was the vibe right? Was it cool? Uh, it's yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but they're very expensive strip clubs, right? Like you're okay. You're ex- I thought you were ex- like expected to spend a lot of money when you go to Atlanta. It strip depends. Club. There's like the there's like the big ones. There's the little ones. There's it's like Portland. I've only everywhere. been to the Portland strip clubs. Yeah, 
I've been to, uh, the last time I was in a strip club was uh, a long time ago, like almost twenty years. Fort Lee, New Jersey. Oh, yeah, interesting. That's where all the good rap music comes from, by uh-huh. the way. Is Fort Lee, Atl- New Jersey? No, Atlanta strip clubs. <laughs> is they, all the all the rappers send their um, music to, to to the strip clubs. Yeah, that's why they always and talk the, about the strip clubs the fema- and all their the rap female songs. strippers like pick the songs that they like and then they play them for their sets and that's how people start listening to the songs and that's how they take off. And it's that's the, why there's so many shout-outs no to uh, yeah. strip clubs in Atlanta in rap music. Absolutely, I did not it's know extremely, that. It's an extremely powerful culture. Fascinating. Yeah. That should well, be a movie. let's do a field trip. Yeah, it let's go. Is, Suspense kills field trip to Atlanta to a strip club. It was fun. It was I mean, fun. Kevin's already on the road. We can meet him there. <laughs> Kevin can't come. He's dead. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> sorry, Kevin. So sorry. We R. miss R. you. We miss you every day. Right, so the Ru- RuPaul cameo is, is is a quintessential, although it's more fun than the rest of the movie. I mean, in it my opinion, it didn't make but me it mad. It, it was more just so like, what sloppy. the fuck. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it makes it makes no sense. Like just the fact that RuPaul's like, yeah, sure, I don't give a fuck yeah. about my car. And then they're gonna have, and then they they all decide to to have like a big showdown at a BMX dirt rally. And then there's another the, big showdown at the X after Games that. <laughs> at the fucking X Games. Or that something. was that was just another just like and this obviously purely subjective, but another just like dagger to my heart because like if there's there's few things in this world I could give less of a shit about than a BMX dirt rally. So that's like we're gonna meet at the Georgia Dome, and you're like, okay, ooh, football, and, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, fuck. Man. And then they ha- and they have like real BMX like superstars in the movie like as cameos, and you're like, I don't fucking know awesome. who that guy is. <laughs> who cares? Awesome Dudley Shipper. <laughs> Dudley Shepard, oh. X Games, he's, X Games champion Dudley Shepard. He's a bronze medalist. Dudley Shepard's that guy won two championships. <laughs> he, he won, he won two plastic trophies and an Xbox One. He won the South Dakota Mudamoff, uh, <laughs> 1994 to 1997. They couldn't even make it like a monster truck rally, so I could at least like know who Grave Digger is. Oh hell yeah! Shout out to Grave Digger. Yeah, Grave Digger. Digger. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We are coming at you. Special guest Lawrence Fishburne and Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Baldwin. Oh my God. The good Baldwin, Baldwin, Baldwin. And Truckosaurus. Don't look directly at his face. It's hard to look at. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our best all-time bits just now. <laughs> but there's just like this... The- I don't even know how to explain this because this movie's already been so irritating. But just the fact that they show this like packed, au- it's like a, it's a sold out crowd <laughs> at the Georgia Dome, and they're like, yeah, and then it's fucking dirt bikes. I'm like, God. And they do this weird. I they, hate con- this. they concoct this weird subterfuge where Salma Hayek has to pretend to be pregnant so they can get a press so badge stupid. and like sneak into the, it's the stadium. Training to be funny. Oh, it's yeah. killing me, man. Ugh. And then I'm like, honestly. That's where my memory of the movie stops. There's another goddamn extremely dangerous gunfight that happens at the Georgia Dome. I remember that. Where there's like lots of collateral damage, and it's because yeah, I'd earlier remember. Will Patton's there also either. there, just shooting blindly yeah. into a crowd. I remember like, another that, tragedy. That shootout is where my memory of the movie ends. Another tragedy. What happened after that? Uh, they go Travis, to Stone. To they go to Stone Mountain. Right. It's another, sho- another meetup slash showdown. Oh, oh, they're in the. What are those things called? A gondola. Cars. Gondolas. They only show for a split. Oh right. <laughs> Cars on wires. Only the gondola. For, I forgot only about for the gondola. One second, do you see people on the, the world's largest uh, Confederate monument that was carved into the side of Stone Mountain? They don't talk about that that much. We They're just talk more talking about, about the mountain itself. And they they, go, they and were they, supposed to meet on the top of Stone Mountain, yes. and they're on their way up in a gondola along with a few other tourists who are all having a very nice day so far. <laughs> 
It's just on the mountain that has the world's largest Confederate monument on it. You know, it's pretty cool. Is that why they're? Is that why those people are going to the mon to the top of them? I don't know anything about Stone Mountain. I think is, yeah, is it I going think to see the monument? Maybe before you go up to the top, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think did, I didn't. I only went to strip clubs yeah. when I was in Atlanta. You didn't go to the. I didn't go to monument. Stone Mountain. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the world's largest Confederate monument, everybody. Well, everyone seems to be having an, a good time taking pictures and enjoying their life, and then all of a sudden the the gondola pauses <coughs> and kind of shakes. They don't explain how this happens. And then uh, the the top of the gondola gets torn. No, off. The, the, uh, a hatch <laughs> pops open. Oh, okay. Robocop three comes in. He's like, <laughs> I somehow ended up on top of the gondola, and now it's gondola right. fight time. Well, no, time. they see the helicopter and they're like, I thought they. Were I guess he jumps down. Maybe from they the dropped him <laughs> from yeah. the helicopter. They're like, I thought Jumped he was supposed down. to meet us like, on top of the stone mountain and instead. Well, look, this guy clearly has a habit of doing like a way too elaborate shit. <laughs> Uh, he drops down. They have a fight in the gondola, and then he falls. At, like they, they. He, Lawrence, okay, Lawrence Fishburne does get a terrible line at the end. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, we remember what his name is in this movie. Piper. That's Piper, right. That's why I goes, brought it up in the first Piper place. Piper and Dodge and, and Robocop dog names. Yeah, Robocop <laughs> three is on top of him, and then he's about to do the whole. Kick. Homeward Bound two. Piper, Piper and Dodge. Would be three. Two is their lost in San Francisco. That's we right. gotta We're find watch. our We're family, Piper. That's right, Dodge. Yeah. Uh, Sassy's still around though. <laughs> and and, and Lord, Lawrence Fishburne kicks him off, and before he says that, he says, "Time, Time to, to pay, pay the, the piper. piper." Stupid. That <sighs> made waiting me, to say that the entire that made me time. very angry. Terrible. I mean, there's a much, 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 much worse line coming up. Oh in yeah, about two minutes. Which is? Let's do it. Let's just get there. The movie's over. It is. We're there. We did. We got there. Finally. And so, the, so this guy's dead. And all everybody's fine. That Lawrence Fishburne gets to be a cop again because he was a disgraced cop, and he yes. this is this is the thing that he had to do to get his job back. Uh, Stephen Baldwin's been exo- exonerated. I guess he's gonna get his money. Lawrence Fishburne and Salma Hack are gonna get married now. And then, uh, and then Stephen Baldwin uh, goes like, then they go like, I guess now we're even. And then Stephen Baldwin goes, not yet. And he punches Lawrence Fishburne in the face. Yeah. And then, so like, uh, and then he goes like, and Lawrence Fishburne goes, "What was that for?" And Stephen Baldwin goes, "Didn't you see what's love got to do with it? The scene in the limo, the part with the boot." And then Lawrence Fishburne goes, and runs after him. They and give, it's like, me, they give each other nuggies, and then it ends. Because I guess he's getting even with Lawrence Fishburne for beating up. But here's Tina Turner, and what's love got to do with it? Oh, maybe I thought he was getting even for when. They were fighting each other at the beginning of the movie, which he, I'm pretty sure ended with Lawrence Fishburne saying, "Here's a punch so that we're even." So when this happened, that I was is like, part of it. Yes. I was like, "Weren't they already even?" They could have just had him go like for the thing that you did before, and they've got to add this reference to what's love got to do with it. And Lawrence Fishburne, I, I guess, maybe breaking the fourth wall, going like, "Oh, you brought up my movie thing." It's, and this is how the movie ends. I mean, it's you guys. Awful. I, I told you guys that I liked this movie and had fun with it when we got here, but then talking about it made me tired and angry, and now I don't think I like it. This that's happens. A, that's this a classic suspense is killing us. Turnaround. <laughs> yeah, it classic. happens all the, all the time. I truly. Um, yeah. I didn't hate this, but it's not very good. I didn't hate it. Uh, I kind of hated it. The, the thing that could have saved it, because even with its slipshod plotting and terrible script and sort of like you know Stephen Baldwin being completely miscast, it, the thing that could have saved it would be good action, and I think the action in it isn't like bad. It's just very generic. Yeah. Like it's not very stylish. I think it's poorly edited. I think I sometimes it, it is, but it's mostly just like guys shooting at stuff, and then like somebody falling over, and then or like they're having like they're having that big shootout in the uh, in the Tacoma Dome or whatever the fuck <laughs> they end, and like you know guy, it's mostly it's like like a full forty five seconds of like. 
bang, 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 bullets hitting a wall. A guy pe- peering out from behind the wall and shooting, bang, bang, bang. And then, like, four guys doing that, and you're just like, ah, get, just get on with it. Get on yeah. with it. Like, it's not very stylish. It's not poorly done or anything. It's just boring. I've and it tries worse. to be funny, but it's not funny. And it's not the, the, funny. The, the, so they shouldn't have even tried sweat. to be funny. Preston Whitmore of the Second, who literally wrote the, this, the, is literally the name of the guy who wrote this movie. <laughs> Preston Whitmore of the Second. Great name. That can't be a real guy's name. He's also a he's uh, embarrassed. A, a he motorbi- he's also a dirt biker. Yeah, he's a dirt biker. He's related to Benedict Cumberbatch, who also has a fake name. Three-time Bakersfield Bowl champion. Are you, guys, is this all real? Are you what saying right now? Real. They the Benedict really... Cumberbatch part? Yeah. No, I don't know anything about that. I okay. just think it's a funny name. Like Preston Whitmore the third. Is he a dirt bike person? Uh, no. No, no, no. Okay, no. you said all of this with no, such confidence. No, he said this stuff. We're just Both doing of com- you guys. We're just doing comedy bits. Yeah, we're Some... just doing a bit. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't look up who the writer was. Well, so. the, that part's true. The guy's name is Preston Whitmore the second. Oh right. And I mean, it sounds Jesus. like it sounds like a guy. It sounds like the guy that like Will. It sounds like Carlton from fucking Fresh Prince yeah, of Bel Air. Yeah, like yeah. that's his name. All right, yeah. got it. That's real. Um, Everything else is fake. Oh, Everything else is fake. Preston it's like the Whitmore rehearsal. The like you're never sure what's real. I still haven't done it yet. Okay. We're well, a very meta podcast. In any case, the, you know that guy wrote a bad movie, and then a director came and directed it, and it's still bad. I've said all the lines, uh, but I did want to get just one out since we're since we're uh, I have since one. we're fully, I have one too. Since we're fully negative on this movie, here's a really gross line <laughs> where this, this is early on when they're running through the woods, classic Defiant One stuff, and then Stephen Baldwin falls down. They're chained together, so he's like three feet away from Lawrence Fishburne, and Lawrence Fishburne just whips oh, yeah. out his dick and starts pissing on the ground like a foot away from his head, and he goes, "Hey, hey, why are you pissing?" He's like, sorry, I had to go pee, you know, whatever. And he goes like, <laughs> sorry, I had, to go sorry pee. <laughs> I had to go pee, whatever. And he goes, all right, are you done? And he goes, not unless you want to wipe it off for me, convict. <laughs> Shouldn't it be, yeah, unless you want to wipe it off for me? But no. the wiping off his dick after he pees? And to clarify, really thing, we don't even get to see Lawrence Fishburne's dick in this. Absolutely And you know not. how I feel. Huge problem. Demerits. But again, you don't. People don't wipe off their dicks, as far as I know. And maybe I've been doing I mean, it wrong. You maybe my whole shake life. it a little. You sh- you absolutely shake it. You do not. You wipe don't it like off. just open hand wipe off the front <laughs> of your penis. I don't know how it works. You want to wipe this off for me? <laughs> it's just gross. Next and weird. episode, we're having bathroom lessons. Wipe, everyone, <laughs> wipe it off. It's gross and weird. Uh, what are you guys' lines? Uh, I have a line. I don't even remember when this line happened, <clears throat> but uh, the line, welcome to the land of CNN and Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. What? I didn't think that was terrible. Well, that's Atlanta. That's what they're known that for. Are they known for CNN and well, Coca-Cola? Well, CNN's headquartered in Atlanta, and so is Coca-Cola. Ted Turner. He should say, welcome to the land of Adult Swim and Coca-Cola. You should say, welcome to the land of Bold Peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Have well, you ever had, have you yeah, ever had a like, Coca-Cola like in Atlanta? No. I thought you were going to say boiled peanuts. I don't like them. You can get you can get boiled peanuts in your Coke. They do this in Georgia. What? Yeah, you get it. You drink your drink your Coke with boiled peanuts. Why? In it, it's really good. What mm. what is the what does it do? It adds this very uh, interesting salty? salty tangy thing to it. It's almost like it's like uh, one of those things where like you wouldn't expect. Um, I don't know. Like one of those things. Like we, people put chocolate on weird stuff, and you're like, actually, it tastes really good okay. because of the the, the different tastes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's actually really good. Well, I, if I ever go to Atlanta, maybe I will try that. I never heard of this, and then I I briefly dated a person who was from there, mm. and they exposed me to this, and it was delicious. Mm. Awesome. Um, my line is in the trailers. And is the titular line of the movie, uh, and I mention it only because I hated it in the trailer. When I saw the trailer when this movie was coming out, I was like, "I hate that." Yeah, what's up? Don't with do this? that. When I saw it in the movie, I was like, "I'm I'm turning against the movie right now because of it." And it's when Will Patton shows up at the initial escape scene, where the the two guys have escaped from the the chain gang, and he goes, "Who fled?" 
And you're like, shut the fuck up. And Lawrence Fishburne twice says, we gotta fled. No one says that. I don't this. care for that. No we, one says we that. We gotta fled. No one uses the word fled. Not a thing. I think that they were trying to and start it as a thing. Right. Well, they were hoping that someone would overhear it in an Atlanta strip club and catch on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> no, no, it sounds bad. It sounds weird. Yeah, so I didn't care for that. We gotta fled. Um, And that's it. That's all I have to say. Ratings. I'm going to give this... I should give this two Judds. I'm going to give it two and a half. Because I appreciate the effort. Mm-hmm. I do. Like there, This movie is a movie that had it been like a little bit more stylishly directed... I would be going like, it's not good, but I don't care. You know, I had a good time, but I didn't. I was mostly kind of bored. It, it, it's meandering, it's overly convoluted, and it's like it's got a serious casting issue. And it's less, it's not just Stephen Baltman, like because I think Fishburne's good. I like Salma Hayek. Robert John Burke's fine. Patton, uh, Patton's fine. Yeah, but but like uh, all the all the like sort of down the line like the hitman the henchman yeah. characters like we need a little bit more personality you totally expect this to movie see... doesn't have any personality yeah you a hundred in a movie like this you a hundred percent are like who's gonna be the bad guys and it's like nobody nobody yeah Weird. so like it's just like really missing some some like oomph it needs a little it needs a little zazz oh. some some zhuzh uh you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, wuzzle wuzzle so but I'm gonna give it two and a half because you know here, you're, heroes you're try. You're a nice, nice man. Give it. They gave it the college try. Uh, I'm gonna give it zero Douglas. No, that's not true. I'm gonna give it one Douglas for the stripper. Oh yeah, there's like yeah, and then they go to a massage parlor and there's more boobs. Yeah. There. So yeah, okay. Really, one really a, gratuitous. One and a half Douglases then. One and a half Douglases for the gratuitous nudity, especially for like you know the girl. The girlfriend shows up and her job is to show her tits and get killed. Yeah. Uh, whenever I think about this, and this is this is a little bit. I, I have to admit that this is a little bit sexist of me, but uh, I've always wondered about this. It's like that girl was in that movie and she's like, "This is my big break." Yeah. You know, and then, like, she didn't do anything else, you know, or, or she did. You don't know what that is. Well, that's she dated that's fucking the industry. That's the society. industry. It's very it's sexist, but I feel I feel bad for her. Uh, in any case, so one and a half Douglases for that, and I'm going to give it, uh, God, what am I going to give this? Oh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 RuPaul's. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Very generous RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Just take my car. I don't know you. Maybe the best. Maybe the best cast person in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it is funny that she goes. They seemed nice. Yeah, that's and good for RuPaul. I hope she was well paid. Yeah, this yeah, would have been at a time where like two hours of RuPaul work. was sort of first breaking into mainstream culture. Yeah. Like we all know RuPaul's Drag Race. That didn't exist yeah. when this movie yeah, came out. Yeah, exactly. Drag Ru- culture was its own thing, but mainstream had not adopted drag culture at all. Didn't Very know anything about it. RuPaul had just dropped and yeah. changed the world. Totally. Yeah. And Literally. good for her. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, one and a half Judds. I almost hated this movie, and at times I did hate this movie. Uh, I mean, it's, I'll give it that extra half just because it does have Lawrence Fishburne and Salma Hayek. <sighs> but man, it's, it's like I said, it's like this it sort rough. of thing where I'm like, man, this is very sloppy. Especially coming after the two winners before, it was, it was like, uh, yeah. oh man, I'm bummed now. And yeah, I didn't like the getaway, but it's but it's like just, but it, that's a very competently made movie. Yeah, and this is a not, this is a very sloppy and slapdash. The, the, I hate the straining to be funny sort of stuff. I hate Stephen Baldwin, and then they, and then after all this, that now there's like. Uh, motorbike racing and I'm just like oh, yeah. this. your favorite fuck this uh, I'll, I'm gonna give it a two I'm gonna go to two Douglases because it's just that real classic 
Uh, this is almost more like 80s style. Actually, the appearance of Bill Bellamy may give it a half a Douglas <laughs> on its own. This is just 80, a more 80s style, sort of just like put a strip club in there. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. we can get some boobs, the, like the Beverly Hills Cop sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, a, a, you know, we go to a strip club and it gets robbed. Right. Oh, my God. Well, okay, sure. That's From Cop thing. 2. That's I love that, that scene. That happens in 1, but they do go back to a strip club in 2. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's different. In, in 2, they go to the strip club and everybody thinks that John Ashton is Gerald Ford. That's right. Because that movie is full of shtick that totally would be believable to any normal person. <laughs> My name's Johnny Wishbone. I'm from the Isle of St. Croix. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about it someday. I got. We got to do, that needs to be, a. we need to do the cops. For sure. One episode of just the Beverly Hills Cops. <laughs> well, like the first one is very special to me. The second one's very special to very you. Very special I mean, to me. And huge. the third one is special to absolutely nobody. <laughs> but I right. also think it's not that bad. I love all three of them. You love wow. all three of them? Really? Yeah. yeah. That's yes. so good. I love this. Okay. Well, I would be <laughs> yes. down to do it. Should we do that next instead of the Wolfgang Peterson? Oh, well, we already get we're already cute. We'll do it. And Wolfie and Wolfie died recently. We'll do it at, maybe so we'll do it after Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah. Anyway. Uh yeah, I give it two two Douglases and then I'm gonna give it um. Ten out of town, ten fucking goddamn motorbikes. Mm. <laughs> like God, ugh. goddamn fucking motorbikes. No, I hate it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give it uh, two and a half Juds because I thought I liked it, and I did when I was watching it. Had a pretty okay time, but then uh, talking about it kind of crumbled it to mm. me. Um, so thanks, guys. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> we never want to steamroller you. <laughs> and then I'm going to give it only one Douglas because I felt like it was very basic strip club nudity that didn't, that didn't like, skeeve me out, and it wasn't super, super sexual. It was just, like, n- naked women bodies. And then I'm going to give it five out of five hot bubble baths because that's all that Larry Fishburne wanted. Thank you. <laughs> that was a great, that's an excellent note. Good work. <laughs> You're a genius, as always. Yeah, well, uh, you know, well, we fucking did it. We, we did, did it. it. Baldwin. That was a good episode, a nice long meaty one. I'm still buzzing from talking about speaking, fair game. <laughs> speaking of Emily <laughs> wanting to see a penis, there's a nice long meaty one for you. Yay. Um, what are we doing next? Wolfgang we're Wolfgang Peterson. Peterson. So we're getting, Wolfgang Peterson recently passed away. The great Wolfgang Peterson, very influential filmmaker, action director of the '80s and '90s. Some of you may know him as the director of the Neverending Story, which I Aww. gather that you watched recently. Yes, uh, I, I watched it on a semi-regular basis. Okay. Yeah, you posted it, you posted a thing it, on Twitter about it. yesterday. It just occurred to me recently that that ending of it, where he like Falcor comes into the kid's real world, is like, oh no, the world has changed. <laughs> yeah, it's like the fucking <laughs> adventure. This kid's getting revenge on like his bullies and stuff, but it's like now there's magic in our world. This is a fucking nightmare. He's sending his friendly evil, his friendly hero dog <laughs> after flying hero dog after the bullies. After these kids and Falcor's like ah 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 ah. <laughs> the end. Like, a dark day. A dark day for humanity. Love Have you ever it. read that book? Uh, I think I did. We'll I get into this maybe when we talk about the when we do it in the actual podcast. That book is awesome, and yeah. the movie only covers the first half of the book. The movie's something else. Anyway, uh, Wolfgang Peterson, he passed away recently. R.I.P. So we're gonna do three '90s Wolfgang Peterson movies that he did back to back to back. That's right. I don't even know what we're doing. In the Line of Fire, starring Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich, mm-hmm. which is a, a doozy. Can't believe we're cu- like one of the main ones from this. Time, I can't believe we haven't gotten we're getting to this it. Yet. Just shows us how deep the well of this stuff is. Yeah, followed by Outbreak. Ugh, also one of the main ones. Fucking Dustin Hoffman, baby. <laughs> oh, Outbreak. Which one is that? That's Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Kevin Spacey fighting Ebola. 
Oh, this one. We, with the, with Ross's monkey. We resisted doing this at the beginning <laughs> of- uh, Yeah, it is. Is it actually? Marcel. Yeah, it's Marcel. We resisted doing this at the beginning of COVID because that's what everybody was doing. Yep. So we're, we're getting to it now. The we're COVID is over. It. It's over. It's There's over. no more COVID. And then finally, and it's been a long time coming, Air Force One. <laughs> Whoa. This, this is quite an episode. It's going to be so good. You guys, I feel Holy lucky. Shit. I feel really lucky to be here right now because <laughs> this should be. And should we be were. Last. I was. I wanted initially to call this Ausgang Peterson. Yeah. Because he's departed. But it had been pointed out to me by, again, our good friend Will Goss, that Wolf Gangbang is right there. We have to. <laughs> it's, the suspense is killing us. So oh, it's, boy. It's fucking called Wolf. can't leave that it's on called the table. Wolf So this is a, a double feature of Goss's titles. Yeah, I mean, Will and I talk almost every day, and he is in the very, very welcome habit of constantly suggesting episodes and episode titles to me. Perfect. This would be the fourth title that he definitely. got Definitely, and Will is very good with puns. Yeah. So uh, usually when he when he drops a real dinger on me like this one, I was like, I cannot resist. Absolutely. I'm excited. I've seen two out of three of the these movies and in the line of fire. Maybe I have seen that one too. I don't two know, of we'll these see. feature Renee Russo, my nemesis. I do not like her. She's your nemesis? Not really. I just find her I find <laughs> her have... to be like not an acceptable performer except in Lethal Weapons. Okay. Um, she's pretty bad in that fourth one. Well, there's not much that's technically good about that movie, <laughs> despite, despite my affection we for it. We already talked about it. Um, and also, you've got some Kevin Spacey. Ew. Yeah, I think Outbreak is going to be uh, is going to be, be rough. And it's got <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, whom I cannot abide. We cannot abide. Dustin I don't Hoffman. sanction. He, he Matt doesn't sanction it. Or doesn't abide him. I don't sanction him. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not happy about that one. And, I, and it's a bad movie. Hmm. Uh, and I mean, like. But in the line of fire, you've got Eastwood, you've got fucking a classic, I Malkovich. Feel like. The two the two bookends are going to be like they're very they're very well liked and considered to be like they're classic dad movies, man. Mm-hmm. Classic dad movies. Um, so that's going to be a really good episode. Make sure you tune into that one. Wolfgang Bang coming your way in two weeks. Yeah, that'd be a big one. Um, in the yeah. meantime. Follow us on uh, Patreon. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Letterboxd. Show your friends. Show your family. Rate us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. Five stars only, Tweet please. at us nice things. Don't tweet at us too much. But not too much. Yeah. We're finally, we're, the reviews are finally in online for uh, Emily's debut Did episode. Did I make the cut? And people it, loved it. People yes. love it. People and love they're it. correct. She's great. Yay. That's right. Thank you guys for your support. We have, we have awesome fans. Thanks for listening, have everybody. Good taste. Thank you for listening. And until next time, the suspense is killing us. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.